How you doing, everybody? And welcome to what will be the final State Champs Michigan High School Football Forecast Podcast of the year. We will still have extra point because that's always kind of living afterwards. But this will be the final uh, football forecast podcast as uh, what we probably do uh, regarding state fives. We may have one more, uh, but uh, we may just do one that is uh, encapsulating what's All taking place. All inclusive. So we'll see. Uh, but uh, for right now, it's a state semifinals edition, and that's why we are here. Scott Bernstein, Sean Belizean, Matt Mowry, Kevin Trzynski. I'm Lauren Plant, and uh, we are ready to get going. Uh, we do want to thank our sponsors, Lawrence Technological University. Uh, they play their final uh, game of the season the 2018 reboot for the Blue Devils. They go down to Marion and take on Indiana Wesleyan, a rematch of a game that took place here on Homecoming in which uh, was a really good game. I think it was 34-26 was the final uh, and Indiana Wesleyan came out on top in that one. So we'll see if the Blue Devils can rebound. If you want to know more about LTU football, you can certainly check out the podcast that we do every Tuesday. It's a live podcast from Shields on Telegraph Road in Southfield and you can check it out by going to the LTU Athletics YouTube channel channel or at the uh, LTU Facebook page. So, uh, Also, the MHSA is a proud sponsor of this uh, podcast, and we really want to thank them because also they sponsor, uh, they're going to be a part of the Power Play podcast, they're going to be a part, which is the hockey podcast, they're going to be a part of uh, our State Champs Hang Time podcast, which is our basketball podcast, so uh, they enjoy being a part of that and having us communicate with uh, all of you, the high school fans. So uh, thanks to them. And of course, MHSAE.com, you can get everything you need uh, regarding what's happening in the state tournaments there. Hungry Howie's also a sponsor of this. We are the only uh, group that promotes their Dough Raiser program, which is their fundraising program. Uh, it's really great. You have to do any kind of fundraising. Go to DoughRaiser.com. Check it out. Okay. Uh, we are going to be discussing the matchups today that are in all of the state finals, and we're going to do it in the order of the state finals that will be played at Ford Field Thanksgiving weekend. Contenders so. going by the wayside. That's right. Sorry, pretenders yes. going by the wayside. Yeah. Contenders rising to the top. Yes. Um, it's a great time of the year, and whenever Thanksgiving comes, at least for me, I always associate Thanksgiving with the great high school football in the state sure. of Michigan and the great event that goes on uh, previously at the Silverdome, now at Ford Field, and just, you know, it, it, it goes together like, you know, turkey stuffing and cranberry, and you just add an MHSA uh, football final. Correct, and it allows us to forget everything that took place the day before at Ford yeah. Field. So, uh, <laughs> Also, the uh, first block of this is going to be the even number division, so that's what we'll talk about. Uh, we're going to break, come back, we'll talk about the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Race. We'll also update the Anvil Award. The final four in both of these races will be announced next week. Uh, so that is exciting and something to look forward to. We will wrap discussing the odd number divisions, make our predictions on how these semifinals uh, may turn out. And I think what we'll do here is we'll just do our predictions as we do each particular matchup. So uh, you can know what uh, how we're going to get it wrong right off the bat. So uh, we'll talk about the e even division state semifinals. All games taking place Saturday, November 17th. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff. We'll start in Division 8. That will be the first state final played Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving. So in semifinal one, we have 
unbeaten Breckenridge at 11-1 Harbor Beach. This game is going to be played at Chesening High School. And as I mentioned, all games are going to take place Saturday, November 17th at 1 o'clock. So that's the one thing they do across the board. Uh, in terms of talking about both these teams, uh, the Huskies have taken the steps from their first playoff berth just a few years ago uh, since 1993. Uh, it's their first district title ever last season to now their first regional, regional championship. Yep. Uh, they handled Ishpeming, who was always a, a a solid squad. Across uh, the bridge, too. That's yes. the hard part. Yes, it is. Very it, difficult. Yep. Only de- oh, that's their, that was their only defeat, uh, and that was a team that was averaging 42 points coming mm-hmm. in, as Ishpeming did. They win 12-6. to six. Harbor Beach has been amazing in the playoffs this season. Uh, I have not countered them out since day one, uh, and they blanked Flint Beecher 35-0. Uh, it's the first time since making three straight trips uh, to the semifinals from 12-14. to 14. Uh, They're just 8-4. Uh, on the season now, which means you know they were five and four going in, but this is uh, got a uh, couple five and four teams yeah. that are knocking on the door at Ford Field. Long, yep. Longest playoff run since 2012 in Division Seven for them. So and that's really hard to do. Yeah, you really only on a more regular, uh, <laughs> a regular year by year basis, you really only see that at the you know the top conferences. Yeah, the, yeah. the OA Reds, the Catholic Centrals, teams that can do it. This year, that's we have some outliers. Right. So you. You guys can uh, familiarize me. I don't know exactly where Chesening is. It is north of Owasso. Put your hand up, sir. All right. It, uh, on the way to Frankenmuth. Are you familiar? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So if, if you're going up... West of 23. Yeah, if you're okay. going up 75 where it goes to 23, it's to the west. Okay. Is that the best way to say it? All right. Yeah. Because I was yeah. kind of interested as where they were going to find the happy medium between Harbor Beach and Breckenridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just west of Flint. But, yeah. Okay. All right, just west of Flint. All right, so what do you think about this game? Uh, I like Carter Staley, the steely-eyed signal caller for Breckenridge. Breckenridge and yeah. um, I think his name, I think his top receiver is Luke Ebright. 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 Um, yep, I know that. Gratia uh, County family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whenever you got a quarterback of that caliber, um, you know, as the engine of that of that team and, you know, that, that team right now, Breckenridge, is, is like a, a breakaway uh, freight train right now. They're, they're playing really good football. Well, and even more than their offense, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about this on our podcast later, that their defense is impressive. I mean, they gave up 31 points in the nine-game regular season. Mm. And with eight shutouts, one was a 2 nothing forfeit win. But 49 points total on the season so far. That's really hard to do. There are teams that give that up on a weekly basis yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just been impressive. You mentioned kind of their progression. Since they left the Tri-Valley West where they went 24-66 and 66 with just one winning season and found a better place for themselves in the mid-state after the 2015 season, they've gone 31-3, and three, mm. and they've made that progression. They won their first conference title since the late 1940s. 40s, yeah. 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 So it's been – they were for years, and it was – it was – it was it was unfortunate, but I watched a lot of games where Ithaca, you know, kicked the tar out of them or yeah. Shepard kicked it. And they were always, you know, p- facing those bigger schools in the old CSAA, and then they went with the rest of them to the TVC West, and it didn't change. And now that they've kind of found their own right size, it, it's it's a good time in Breckenridge. And we were I getting mean, some emails, I think, late in the regular season. Where's the love for Breckenridge? Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to heap it on because they deserve it, and uh, just a great job. Um, by the Breckenridge program, you know, setting these benchmarks over the last couple of years because well, those, those benchmarks didn't exist before uh, no, a couple of years no. ago. And, and I think, you know, and we talked about this extensively last week, I don't think you can overstate 
going up to Ishpeming and getting the job done. Yeah, no. the, the the bus legs are real. That's yeah. that's real. So you know, a team that had been blowing teams out and going up there and finding a way to win and winning in that matter, they're going to be dangerous against anybody. Yep. So who are we picking to win this game? Sounds like you guys. Are I'm, all picking Brecken, Brecken, I'm picking Breckenridge. I'm taking Breckenridge. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stay with the Pirates, take the thumb, I'll represent the thumb, and say that Harbor Beach gets to the state finals. Okay, in the other semifinal in Division 8, we've got an 8-4 Holton team taking on a 12-0 Reading team. Uh, or Reading. I always forget. Is it pronounced Reading or Reading? I think it's Reading. Okay, I think it is Reading. Okay. And that game is going to be, and I apologize, uh, is going to be at Battle Creek, Harper Creek. Uh, Holton and Mending got together in the regionals. Holton won 14 6. Uh, this is the Red Devils' first playoff season since 2007. Mm-hmm. It's now their first regional title ever. Uh, again, Mendon has been one of those powers right, for a long time, uh, and to to win that, and again another five and four qualifier to end the regular season, being Holton, um, and uh, this is it, it's impressive because again it was another district title for Mendon, which was their tenth in twelve years. Well, it always used to be that first DA game used to be Mendon Beale City. Yeah, every right year. Early, I every remember watching year. it at the And I had to make the drive for <laughs> yeah. that every year yeah. when I was up in Mount Pleasant. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was one of those power programs. But you mentioned Holton's kind of sneaking in. They were on a three game losing streak going yep. into the playoffs, and they've turned it around. And that's, you know, when you haven't been in the playoffs in a long time, to have that kind of success, especially after ending the season in that disappointing fashion, is great. But yeah. you're going up against a machine in Reading. They, yeah. they, they've scored 601 points on the season, average of 50 points per game. They've topped 57 times yeah. and 63 times. More impressive than that, though, they've given up 94 points on the season, and 48 of that came in a win over Pittsburgh. And you got Ethan, the locomotive, yep. Presto, who's yep. going, you know, about to reach the two. Thousand yard mark if he hasn't reached uh, if he hasn't reached already, and uh, you know he is a uh, uh, someone that is very tough to drag down going up in between the tackles. Now there, you make those nicknames up right on yeah, the fly. Yeah, so okay, okay. I'm with, not sure if there's like thought that goes into it prior. Or their closest game on the toilet last night. Right out, yeah. Yeah. Their closest game is 17 points, three yeah. scores. Yeah, yep. Think about that. Yeah, I mean yep. that that's absolutely crazy when you think about it. So there's something to be said though about that team that got second life. You know, because I Holton got second life. You know, they, they got in, yep. found a way to put it all together. Uh, but look, this is a machine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right? And then and they they've been playing like it, but this is a machine they're facing. Lepresto, I just looked. Lepresto's over two thousand. I think he's head towards you know close to twenty five hundred now. Um, so you know, just shows you what a what a uh, special player he is back there in the backfield. Well, the interesting thing is, you know, Southeastern was a D one team not that long ago. In fact, ten years yeah, ago yeah. they were in yeah. uh, this game in Division one playing Fortson. Yep. Uh, so here they are all the way down to D eight. Uh, I thought it was it's um, a, it's impressive. A, they were a five and four team that got in. I thought yeah. it was great that they. I mean, it had been since twenty ten since they even made the playoffs. Um, it kind of echoes some only, of the stuff we've been talking right, about that league. Right. Yes, the they're only two league. years removed from a three and twenty-four three-year swing, mm. so uh, that's not great. Uh, but here they were. Uh, but uh, Reading shutouts in half their games. Yep. Uh, first regional title since two thousand eight. Yep. So it's, it just all came together. Well, they held Whiteford to six points. Yeah. That might be the most impressive yeah. stat of all of yes, them. Yes, that is the most impressive stat because I had Whiteford winning it all. Yeah. So, uh, yes. And uh, so Holton's going to have their challenge. I'm guessing you guys are saying that, uh, you know, 
as much as Holton uh, has is playing great defense and everything, okay. this Reading team is just somebody you're not going to be able to keep off the board. Yeah, they're on a mission, and mission. Uh, yeah. I, I don't see uh, uh, Reading losing this game. All right. So uh, we are predicting uh, Reading will win that semifinal. Sorry, Reading. Yeah. I said Reading. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So let's go to uh, Division Two now. And uh, we will. this will be the 1 o'clock game on Friday. I'm jacked is, about these these which, two games. Yes. Ooh. Yep. It's always uh, exciting, the 1 o'clock games, you know, because D2 is Friday and D1 is Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so these are always fun. Uh, in semifinal, number one, a 9-3 and three Midland team is will take on Muskegon Mona Shores, who was 11-1. They will play this game at Grand Ledge at 1 o'clock. Uh, I was at the Midland Western game, freezing my cookie. Yeah, yes. Tuchus, as they yes, say. Yes, in it, it was uh, big time. Uh, but Chemex dominated from the from the outset. Uh, this was their first regional title in eleven years. Um, you know, Western hadn't been shut out since the 2016 Division Two final, um, and to do it at their house. With with all those weapons that yeah. they have, they showed up late. Yep. Midland did. Got them stuck in a traffic jam on yep. twenty three, right? Yep, yeah, they did. Yeah. And um, but uh, that can happen uh, again. It just a, a a great way of mixing up their offense. Their play calling was really well. And again, you just got to credit the defense. They just yeah. did not budge. Well, it's a very hard nosed team. And we we I, we talked when I went up and covered the Midland Dow game. Times, yeah, right? at the uh, at the end of the regular season. Weren't sure if they were going to get in because they had fewer playoff points at that point than Dow did. Yeah. So if they did not win that game, they might not have gotten in. So having been on the precipice in that last game to now being in the semis yeah. is is fun. These are two teams that kind of at their base play a very similar game in that they have a big, strong running back who also plays linebacker on the other side of the ball. Sincere Dent for for Mona Shores. And and Christian Gordon for Midland, who probably realistically is more of a linebacker when he plays at the next level. Because he's just kind of a battering both ram, losers, but you know, going up uh, through those tackles. Yeah, last four weeks, Gordon has 462 yards rushing and 11 touchdowns, and another touchdown and an interception return. He's just—I mean, I think he ran it 39 times, maybe against Dowhow. He's yeah. just a plow. Yeah, and and he he's got some wiggle once he gets into open space, but primarily that's not what he's going to do to you. He's going to lower his head and initiate. Yeah, it's going to be a power rushing bonanza. Yes. Yeah, this Mona Shores team. Is, is outstanding. We've been talking them up all year. Yeah. Their only loss is Muskegon Shores. And, and the interesting thing is, you mentioned Sincere Dent. And it, yes. you know what What their quarterback, uh, Browersma, did Bro- last yes. week? What he had 210 yards and three touchdowns yeah. in conditions like that. Yeah. That makes that team so dangerous to me. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I, think, I think maybe people around here in, in the Metro Detroit area aren't giving that team enough credit. Are we talking about Mona? Yeah, I, I really don't. I think the linchpin for that Mona team is their middle linebacker, Jacob Wahlberg, mm-hmm. uh, who's going, I believe, to Western Michigan. Yeah, and, you know, this kid is a menace sideline to sideline. Yeah. Yeah. Just a huge motor, um, in, incredible football savvy, and uh, the, the wrap-up ability that he has. You know, when he when he gets a, an arm or two around a guy, he's going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, in, the, in the tape that I've watched of him um, and the time that I've seen him in the summer, I mean, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't miss tackles. Well, we know it was the Tyree Jackson era that put Mona Shores on right, the map yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, they this was just their second regional title yeah. ever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, first since 2014. So, it, you know, it had been four years. Um, and, uh, you know, they beat a good Portage Northern team, yeah. uh, 58 to 28. So, again, lots of points. 
Um, you know, they Nor- Northern had tied their program record for wins with nine. Uh, they set that back in '81, so it'd been a while. So we had a lot of teams this year that you know had had done great things. But it's been a long, long time. You know, grandparents were like, geez, I was in <laughs> high school when that uh, last time they were good. So, um, Mona Shores was always an afterthought yeah, yeah. You know, on the west side of the yes. state. Yep. And now. Because we had Lowell and those yeah. East Grand Rapids and those years Rockford, and Rockfords. Oh, and, now they're, you know, you know when you're yeah. talking about great football on the west side of the state. After you talk about Muskegon, Mona Shores yeah. is, is is maybe the second team that, that yeah. you bring up. Yeah. One A or a yeah. very high B. Yeah. So who do we got in this one? Midland versus Muskegon Mona Shores. Sailors. Do I have to continue to go with the alma mater? Uh, <laughs> go with it. Go with Chemex. That a boy. I'm going to go with Mona, and that punishing rushing attack with sincere dent is going to be the difference. Maker. I'm going to go with Midland there as well. So there I'm going to follow after seeing what I saw last week and. Uh, I mean, you talk about a team that, you know, Waldeck Western had a heat tent yeah. on their sideline, which was thankfully I could step in a couple times. Uh, on the other side, they had nothing. They had coaches in shorts on the other side. Well, you know, without a press box all season long. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, again, you know, I just kind of think, you know, sometimes it's uh, it's us against the world. There's nothing and that screams high school football coach more yeah. than, than it being 30, 30 degrees out with a shorts and a tank top, twenty five windshield. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they're the last. It had to be ten Valley. degrees with the windshield. Oh, absolutely. It had yeah. to be. Their last Saginaw Valley League team standing. I mean, we talked a lot about Lapeer and all those South schools, and we yeah. weren't sure how strong the north end of the valley yes. was because, aside yes. from Mount Pleasant, I think every other yes. team in that division may have started 0 and 2 or at least 1 and 1. Yes. Including both Midland and Dow. Yes. And so we have come back from that. I mean, we talked yeah. a lot about Carmen Ainsworth yeah. and all the players yeah. they have and Grand Blank yeah. and Davis and all of them. All gone yeah. except Midland. That's right. That's right. Somebody, yeah, they are the last man standing. All right, in the other Division II semifinal, Birmingham Groves. Who would have thought we'd be seeing Groves this far? Ten and two on the year, ten game uh, winning streak. Yes. yes, and they are taking on Warren De La Salle, the defending state champs. They are also ten and two on the year. This game will be played at Hazel Park, which I believe is a grass field. Yeah, and we don't. Do we yeah, know if Nolan Schultz? Yes, I know it is. Is so. going to be playing because we heard that he went out in the first quarter uh, of, of the regionals. I, I do know not. Barry was playing Wildcat. Yeah, but he'd mm-hmm. done that earlier yep. in the season, yeah. so that's not that, that wasn't new. So Schultz is if for people that that don't know. Schultz was the backup quarterback to start the yep. start the year. He was the starting yeah, safety. Stepnitz yep. uh, got hurt. Yep. Schultz took over. Really, they didn't miss a beat. No. Um, and like I said, from what I've heard, Schultz went out in the first quarter of the regionals, and DeBerry was in the Wildcat for the rest of the, right. rest of the year. Second year in a row, DLS was in this exact spot. I'm doing the game this year. I did the game yeah. last year when, let's be honest, they shocked King. You know, King yeah. was the defending champ. And the year before that, of course, King. They shot, last year, De La Salle shocked everyone from, from week sure. one. They were an afterthought in the in the CHL Central race. Won Voted the CHL last. Central. Right. Yeah. The year before that, it was King and a sophomore by the name of Daquan Finn knocking off Groves yeah. in, in, a, in another that, weather game that, at Dearborn. I remember seeing yeah, you yeah, there. Yeah. That's the one thing I can guarantee you. This weekend, it must be poor weather. I mean, it has been. We've had ice storm. We've had freezing cold. So that's what it's going to be. But this is. This is obviously an outstanding matchup of, of two teams that have been there in, in previous years. and Two great coaches, in, uh, Coach Giannone and Coach Flaherty. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to take myself out of it because I'm doing the game. Sorry yeah. to be a coward, but I, I don't need anybody yelling at me more than they are to yeah, yell at me. you got two really strong defenses um, with De La Salle. 
you know, the guy that I love on that defense is Devin Campbell, their outside linebacker mm-hmm. that's you know, a speedster mm-hmm. um, and a guy that you, you, it seems like you can just, you know, log in 10 tackles every every game and he's a guy that can get, uh, uh, you know, on blitz packages, get into the backfield. And then when you're talking about Groves, you got two guys in that secondary that have both made the shift to offense this year and are are, are, are standing out uh, on offense just as much as they have on defense the last couple of years in Khalil Dossie and DeMonte, uh, DeMonte McCurdy. Yep. Uh, McCurdy's turned into a, uh, an all-state caliber tailback. Still, He's been their yeah. leading tackler the last two years from his safety position. And then Khalil Dossie, a uh, Harvard commit as a uh, D-back, c- cornerback, lockdown corner, uh, has come over and, and played wide receiver and has uh, you know, just been lights out as a, as a wide receiver. But they also have guys like like Charles Riddle and Tyreek Hurd um, up front. And uh, the middle linebacker, a guy named Joel Mitchell, came over from Seaholm and has been a, a big reason that that defense is, is rolling for Groves. And obviously it's, it's, out, it's a team game, but what a fun match, matchup there's going to be when they're able to and if DeBerry's not in the Wildcat of – of Dossie and DeBerry going mm-hmm. head-to-head yeah. both ways, yep. you know, and they're going to be in each other's – you know, in each other's kitchen for yeah. quite a while in that game. And as underrated as I felt DeBerry was coming into the year and now we started to get the love that he right. deserves. You know, Dossie just seems to like Dossie just seems to get overlooked a lot um, by mm-hmm. people that are making lists and, and right. putting stars next to kids' names and all the kid does is go out and play great football. Right. Fundamentally sound mm-hmm. football. He has swagger, he has intelligence, um, he's got athleticism and uh, obviously uh, you know He's going to be playing in the Ivy League, which, you know, that's not easy to do. No. Yep. Uh, Four Groves, 53 points was a season high that they put up against Livonia Franklin, 53-29. This was a game after the first quarter was 2-0 Franklin (laughs) before uh, uh, Groves ran off 21 during the second. Uh, Again, you mentioned 10 straight victories, uh, second semifinal in three three seasons. So regardless if we thought they'd be there, they've been there. Franklin, of course, were semifinalists a year ago. That team in 2016, though, was a team that I think a lot of people were predicting for a long run in the playoffs. Sure. They had some yes, yes. Pow- they had some power conference yes. um, bound players. Yeah. Uh, they had a, a team that was a veteran group. Yeah. This is a team that you know, people weren't talking about him right, before right. the before the, yeah, before the yeah, before the, uh, yeah right yeah right. Uh, but the, the coaching season. staff was there yeah. in 2016, yeah. so they know how to coach him up, and that's. What they, and they did. had to fill guys in at spots, and and guys have have you know and, and, and cliche look, guys have stepped up and and, and 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 we know how it is, and I know this was I'm sure Gene Oni did the same thing where they bring in guys who were off teams not that long ago, so these kids relate to them. Well, they'll bring in kids from fears of the had won state championships, maybe for Macomb Dakota or for De La Salle a few years ago, and they come in and they talk about you know what it was like, and they pump these kids up and they tell them you can do this and it's great and. And you that know, Groves team, almost, Rice always would do that. In with. 16, they almost upset King. They recovered a fumble yeah. in the last three minutes. They were yeah. at, I believe, yes. the, tw- I believe they were at King's 20. Yeah. And I don't remember if they turned it over or if it was a uh, they gave it over on downs, but they were right there to score the game-winning touchdown, and it was like a blizzard. Yeah. That was, there was that much ice. Literally, there was that much ice. I, I mean, to to put that in in focus, you might yeah. remember this. One of our cameras froze. <laughs> froze. Yeah. So we only had a one camera yeah. shot because yeah. the other camera, it just froze. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was a crazy Brutal. day. Last thing I'll say uh, talking to some of the gross people this week, they said they've taken a lot of inspiration from what West Moonfield did last year. 
started off 0-2 yeah. and made the trip to Ford Field. Sure. And he said a lot of these kids that are friends with those West Bloomfield kids, or Coach Flaherty told me a lot of his kids that are friends with um, a handful of those West Bloomfield kids say, hey, West Bloomfield did it last year. We're going to do it this year. We're going to go to Ford Field and, and ride a 12-game winning streak uh, or it would be eleven game winning streak in, yeah. into the into the final. Good luck because you got to beat Warren De La Salle, yeah. and uh, they won twenty one to three. No easy test. No easy test. No, it's not. Uh, Northern for Northern another team since this was their winningest season since eighty six. Yeah. So uh, again, they were really happy to be there, and and again, you cannot ever underestimate that momentum when you're doing something that is unprecedented, that hasn't been done for decades. It takes a lot for that favorite, the defending state finalists to always rise to the occasion and win. Um, granted, Northern Hill, I mean, 21 points for De La Salle was their third fewest that uh, they scored this year, so credit Huron for that. But again, they only got put in three. The De La Salle defense, the defense is really, has been, yeah. been the story. Yeah. Seven and points or less in eight games, yeah. ten or less in ten. Yeah, yeah I mean, they just People talk about DeBerry, but you know, his... Uh, uh, the counter to him yeah. on the uh, on the on the other side, yeah. not the counter. His yeah. his running yes. his counterpart, his running buddy in the in the cornerback tandem, uh, Ricky Pearson is is really solid. Yeah, yeah, because they're going to key Mordor to his side yeah. mm-hmm. because they know how how good DeBerry is. Uh, Just a guy that's always kind of getting the, getting his uh, hand in to deflect a ball yeah. or or uh, you know. Uh, Playing, playing uh, on the deep ball, making sure that, that they don't get behind the defense. So how are we calling this one, boys? I know you're going to step out because you're calling the game. That's all good. Um, I mean, I'll, I'm going De La Salle, and I'm not dropping off that pilot bandwagon. <laughs> I'm going Groves um, just because of okay. the question mark with uh, Schultz at quarterback. Okay. For, for Now remember, we had a question mark with De La Salle. Against, who was it against? It was against Davison. And I remember I, we had a question. Because I didn't know what, yeah, what yeah, Nolan Schultz was yeah, going to do. Yeah, yeah. Then I saw him in the in the Catholic League finals, doubters. and he he you know he blew my mind. Doubting Thomas. I'm going to go with the LSL. Okay. I'll pick the pilots for Sean. So thank okay, you. Okay, there thank you go. Kevin's jumping in. All right, he, he goes pilots for Sean. Okay, let's go over to Division Six now. That will be the four o'clock game. Uh, on Friday in the state finals at Ford Field in our semifinal one. We've got 10-2 and two, Montague, a team that has been there before, yeah. taking on a team who's been there before, Traverse City St. Francis. They're undefeated. This game's going to be played at Mount Pleasant Community Stadium, uh, which sounds impressive. Yeah. And it's not? Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. Uh, all right. So, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. So, um, but a good halfway point for those, I guess. Montague uh, beat Schoolcraft 30-14. to 14, uh, Double-digit wins for the third time in four seasons. First regional, though, since 09 for Montague. Uh, and that was when they won the Division Six title. And that was, and who was the quarterback of Montague? That year? Yeah, 2009. I think I'm right. You probably Cody are. Cater? Oh, Cody yes, Cater. I think I'm right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, so I think I think that was his junior year. Um, Schoolcraft uh, was in their first final regional final since 2013. They ended up nine and three on the year, but 30 to 14 the final in that one. Traverse City St. Francis uh, took care of Kingsley, uh, who were 10 okay. and one yeah. coming to yeah, again. Uh, third regional title in four seasons uh, for Traverse City St. Francis. Um, St. Francis won their first meeting by 35 yeah. in Week Four. So the this was point game yeah was their they tied for the closest game of the season uh, for crazy. the Gladiators. Yeah, exactly. And the other the other closest game was against New Lothrop, which is also in this round. Yeah. So yes, yeah, they're yes. bombing people. Yes, so they're winning by an average of 37.6 points a game, which is good. Yes, very good. So both these teams have been blowing out the opponents, but I, I mean, it's just like you said. 
This is St. Francis done this all year. I mean, this is just. I mean, props to, to Montague, really, but I mean, St. Francis is just at a different level. And they haven't won a title. And it's one of those programs that's always, you know, hanging around and has a chance. But they haven't won a title since 2009. Yeah. And. It, 2015 and 2017, they lost to Ithaca, so, yep. you know, and in, during in the D6 semis during that run. run. Yeah. And in 2016, they lost in the D7 regionals to PW, so, right. I mean, it's been it one of fantastic. those where you run up Jared against Smith. one of those other teams yeah. that's constantly there. Yeah. Or has and, a superstar. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and they have always got the Bulla family in that d- traditional and Coach Sellers does yep, a, exactly. a very, uh, very impressive job yep. with that program. So are we calling it St. Francis? St. Francis, yes. yeah. Okay. All right, well, there you go. Uh, in the other semifinal, Montrose, who is 10-2 on the year, is going to take on an unbeaten Jackson Lumen Christie squad. This game will be played at Novi. This is the game that I will be taping. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will get a chance to uh, see them. And I love seeing Lumen Christie anyway because, uh, you know, like when they run out in the field, like they've got a whole routine. Yep. And they're like a machine. Uh, it's really impressive. And I, I dig their, like, green and gold uniforms and stuff there because we were green and gold in my high school so uh running off on a tangent here but they blanked blissfield 33 to nothing uh they are the two two time reigning d6 champions third straight regional third shutout of the season uh blissfield was seven and five so uh they had you know kind of an up and down year uh this was the first time they've been held scoreless since 2016 so that's interesting for Bliss, Blissfield. Um, but Jackson and McChristie blanks a lot of people. So uh, they're in good company there. Uh, on the other side, Montrose beat a good Flint Hammity team, an unbeaten Flint Hammity team. That was an uh, eyebrow raiser. I, 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 I was uh, kind of shocked by that. Yes. And, and it wasn't just Especially the score. Yeah, that's yeah. see, it was the way they did it. And yeah. we saw that's a lot of that. And I think weather, for whatever reason, yep. some yeah. teams rise and others. Yep stiffen yep. you know and they they freeze literally yeah. uh and they just can't hit as hard or they just can't get warm. they get timid it, or, yeah, or I, skittish it's, it's weird they alligator arm a lot of things you saw i saw that a lot of that uh in the wall like western game just you know uh missed tackles and just it the business want, decisions yeah yeah right exactly uh but um uh they finished third in their league montrose did yeah, it was the the new Mid Michigan Athletic Conference, yes. and they were third behind. They, their two losses were not close. They lost thirty one to six to Ovid Elsie yeah. and fifty one to twelve to New Lothrop. You know, and so they were they were not a close third. They yeah. were a relatively Shows distant the third. Shows the competition of the yeah. league, and that was that was sandwiched around a one point win over Chessening in yeah. a three week span. Since that stretch, when they were two and two, they've given up. A total of 58 points in eight games mm-hmm. and just 12 in the three playoff games. So they've really kind of solidified everything that they needed to work on. And Hamity was scoring. Yeah. And Hamity was ripping off runs. Ripping. Yeah, that was, it, that was an impressive one. But, yeah, this has been a team that has really, you know, since that point been very, very solid. Lumen's got those killer bees. You know, on the sidelines, you got Coach Brogan, yeah. you know, one of the all-time greats. All-time. Uh, and then at quarterback, you got Joe Barrett. Um, who's really anything but your uh, regular Joe? I mean, this right. guy can do it all. He can, um, you know, pick defenses apart uh, from the pocket, and then he, he can beat you with his legs. And, and they are a system. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. Yep. Like every year yep. you go yep. there, you know what you're going to do. Yep. Yep. They the line approaches it like when they approach, they do kind of that kind of single line thing, and then yep. they line up and. Uh, and then they run and they snap the ball yeah. quickly. Yep. They don't waste a lot of time. Very disciplined, yes. very efficient. Yes. Um, Fun to watch. Really classic, just like traditional high school football uh, that would be a throwback to any era. Yeah. And you would see that, and even you know, coaches from the 40s would say, like, that's good football. And and I, I've, o- I've only got so to. You do uh, it. 
exactly like that. that. That's how you do it. In that old-timey voice. Absolutely. I've only got to uh, interact with Coach Brogan on one or two occasions, but uh, I kind of I liken it to when I get to you know deal with some of the all-time Mount Rushmore of 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 MHSAA coaching uh, legends like John Harrington or Bud Rowley or Al Fracasa, and he gets he gets forgotten. He's getting to get put in that conversation, and it's because they play in you know D six a lot of times or seven. That I believe you and I the other day when you know if this is indeed the end for for John. Harrington, and we've now lost, you know, John Harrington and yes. yep. from, from the coaching ranks, yes. Fracasa and yeah, Don they're Locke. Alive. They're, they're not yeah, dead. Yeah. Um, so, so kind of that that whole generation. So, yes. who are the next ones? Who are the yeah. guys who are the you know the new current Mount Rushmore the, right. coaches? Yes, you know, and and he's certainly got to be one of the people who's on that short list yeah. right now. Yeah. We have that in heavy metal, so we have the big four. Yeah. We have Metallica and Slayer and Anthrax and and uh, Megadeth, and then you say, who are the next uh, four? And that's now that's priest. Exactly priest really isn't is part of the, the no. The, the next four are like Testament, and uh, we're going deep dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could give him. I'll tell you the next four in, in my opinion. We'll see. We can you could start a conversation on this. I would say Testament and Overkill and Creator and maybe Sodom are the next four in, nice. in my. Uh, my you should call him the so. Eddie Trunk show Listen on, to uh, on satellite. I should, I should. <laughs> he gets into the, the heavy metal stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, so what are we calling here? Lumen Christie, anybody going to be able to handle these boys? No. Nope. Yeah, I, I don't see it. I think it will be a good challenge, though, for Lumen Christie, uh, meaning they're even going to be more prepared for Ford Field, as I think this will be a slugfest. And they haven't I just had think a challenge they, in a while. And they haven't had a challenge in a while, so, that, so they're – uh, going to need that, and again, if they're going to face Traverse City St. Francis in the state finals, that's going to happen. Uh, they, they're going to need to be ready, and I, and I think this will be a good measuring stick for them to see just if they've got the goods to do it again. I think it's going to be a Lumen Christie Blitzkrieg. And I, I mean, I, yeah, yep, yep, well, okay, yep. we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, Division Four, the nightcap on Friday night, the 7:30 game. Yeah. Uh, so many years uh, we had to cover this game, especially when we were just a Southeast Michigan show, because Country Day always, yeah. it seemed like, ended up in the finals, especially in those 2000s. Uh, they just would find a way to get there. They are not there this year. No. Uh, but uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central has kind of replaced them as the team that uh, seems to always be they there win a on lot. Friday nights. Yeah. yeah. Um, a uh, so they are 11-1 and on the season. They are going to take on a 12-0 Edwardsburg team, who is not always in Division Four. The Eddies. So, they bounce up and down. Yeah, they bounce bit. up and down. This game played at Vicksburg. Now, somebody will have to tell me where Vicksburg is, because I do not know. There? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, so it's close, closer to Kalamazoo. So, yeah, yeah, straight down 94. Is it so to the west close or the to east the of Kalamazoo? So. I don't remember. So we're talking okay. southwest, southwest Michigan, yes. but yeah. really going south. Yeah, yeah, going that way. Yeah, okay. All right. So, um, yeah, just trying to put a little perspective there. So, uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central defeated Escanaba 35 to 6, third straight season that the two time reigning D4 champs have eliminated the Eskimos. Eskimos. Yep. Uh, this time they held Escanaba to their fewest points of this season in just six points. Uh, and uh, Cougars, again, like I said, are 11-1. Edwardsburg beat Holland Christian, a good Holland Christian team this mm-hmm. year, 56-21. Uh, it is a rematch of last year's D4 final in the semifinal. Uh, they scored more than 50 points for the seventh time this season. Uh, Holland Christian finished uh, a record of 8-4, and four, which was their best in uh, just about a decade, 2009. Uh, but, uh, again, two teams uh, that... Um, 
I think you put up a lot of points. Blowing it up. Yes. They're blowing out <laughs> opponents out. in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. And, and, I mean, that's that's the crazy thing about yeah. Edwardsburg is, is yeah. what that offense has done this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seven games of 50. I mean, it, that just jumps out to Now, you. when they went to the state finals last year, they were in a similar dominating position. Am I right? And for whatever reason, Grand Rapids Catholic Central was able to contain them. For whatever reason would be that Grand Rapids Catholic Central is very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be the reason. Yeah, and Jalen Mayfield. Fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah. They're very good. Well, I mean, the Eddies have and made they are the, very good. Yeah, the Eddies have made the semis five times now since 2010. They're, they're that team that's sitting right there on the cusp, just needing that, that pushover of the... And this is the third time they've run into Catholic Central. Um, they lost last year in the D4 title game yeah. and 46-31 in the 2010 semis. What was the, the score in the title game last year? 42-31. Okay, so. Yeah. So they put a point. It was a good yeah. game, yeah. And if they're going to take that next step and win a state title, it almost feels like they need to go through Catholic Central yep. yeah. to make that happen. Oh, I mean, and, yeah, and, yeah. You exercise yeah. that demon, you're ready to roll. Yeah. Uh, but, not that I'm calling Catholic yeah. Central demons or anything of that nature. But this is a Catholic Central team. <laughs> I don't want to go there. They, they took Celine a, That's the a they're Division they're only one lost. Their only loss is a Division one On the road, yeah. yeah, into the fourth quarter and had a chance. It was a 10-point loss and had a chance to pull it out at and the And we'll end. talk about the amazing Hornets yeah. later in the show. What a great story. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're just, it's another team that... that you know, they had to tweak some things after right. that, but they've got it rolling now. Joe Collins, their quarterback, has yeah. thrown for 866 he's, yards and eight touchdowns in three playoff games. And you know he's probably not been playing a whole lot in the fourth He's the quarter. catalyst. And that includes last year's weather game. We always have to, like, it's almost like a caveat. You should add yeah. 200 more right. yards just considering right. what Collins the is the catalyst, but that defense led by guys like yeah. uh, Eddie Hines and uh, I think Ben Jopich and Matt Moore, I believe. Excuse me if I got those names wrong, but yeah. I know that those are three of their better defensive players, and um, they're really imposing their will on defense, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how are we calling this one? Is it the Eddie's year? Are they finally going to get over the hump? I'm going Cougars. Cougs. I'm going Catholic Central. I will take Edward. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I will take them. Just the yes. Berg at the Berg. So yeah. Edwardsburg at Vicksburg <laughs> will crack the iceberg that has been the Cougars of Grand Rapids. That's good. That's well on the fly. Well on the fly. On the fly. Uh, in the other semifinal, because they're, regardless of whoever wins that game, there's still one more game they have to play, and that will be the nightcap again at Ford Field in Division Four. Chelsea, who is an amazing uh, story last, this season and how they've done and and where, yes and yep, where they've overcoming. come from nine and three on the year they will take on a ten and two Williamston team this I think, g- game uh, will be played at Wald Lake North I think they have four losses who's that Chelsea I thought they went into the playoffs five and four no there's no nope. yeah they're six they were six and three, were six yeah. And three? Yeah. okay yeah uh, they have risen from third. In their league. It seems like we're in a trend here during the regular season. Second regional title over the last four years for the Bulldogs, but the first under coach, first year coach Josh Lucas. So, brand new coach there. Uh, Again, they also had the distinction of being the last team to beat Farmington Hills Harrison as they won 21 to 14 and uh, and finished uh, John Harrington's career 443, 112 and 1 is what uh, Harrison uh, ends there career as a team unbelievable uh from 1970 to now uh they finished the year eight and four um but uh just for again the moment stepping up in that moment um to win and and again a close game uh, just really shows what kind of grit this chelsea quinn team starkey has. You there. There. yeah quinn starkey their quarterback just took the game over uh in the last quarter and uh really willed his team to victory uh in addition to a, a fortuitous 
um, bad snap for, for Harrison that, sure. that set up the game-winning touchdown. But, you know, that touchdown wouldn't have mattered if Starkey hadn't have driven down the field uh, in the previous couple minutes and, and scored the touchdown to make it um, a, a, a tie game. A so. couple, couple early losses. I mean, we talked about it. I mean, this is a team that faced adversity. I mean, they, no doubt about that. And they're battle-tested, I think, when you look at what they've done, where they've come from, especially coming off a game like that against Harrison. I, this is a battle-tested crew. It's hard to play in one of those storyline games when mm-hmm. you're almost yeah, an afterthought of even being there. Well, I yes. thought, I because almost... everybody, no one was even going to write about the fact that, you know, just from a journalist's perspective, about Chelsea at all. You the know, excitement, it's kind of the like energy asterisk, the... Chelsea won this game. Well, the right. energy and the excitement factor, it was so deflated <sighs> in that stadium. I almost felt I bad for Chelsea. They had to right. celebrate when everyone else was like, it was like a, a, a funeral procession. Yeah. But yeah. what you had the week before was so yeah. magical. Right. That's what you're going to remember right. in yeah. the end. So. Yeah. I I think another thing that we need to give credit to is, and again, there's been so much shuffling of these divisions. And we talked about the KLA East and how that helped Belleville uh, to where they are now and how it helped Fortson get to as far as they did. Well, this SEC white division, you know, has been kind of moved around a little bit, obviously, but, you know, we had a good Ypsilanti Lincoln team this year that beat Chelsea. Uh, We had a, uh, you know, Pinckney is a team that's that's been getting, that's been getting good uh, over the years. Adrian, one of those just classic rivals that they always have that they were taking to Cumsies in there now. Uh, and uh, and Dexter, who is yeah. you know so these programs are better yeah. now than they were, and so uh, again with their non-conference, uh, and that included a loss to Alpina yeah. for Chelsea. Um, you know they've uh, been able to win, just giving up 14 points in each playoff game. Well, I think. I- Williamston is another team yes. that's kind of gotten overlooked throughout yes. the season. And this D, this D4 division was kind of wide open when we were looking at oh, it. Yeah. Once, once you saw the playoffs posted, you're like, who's the favorite? Yeah. I mean, other than the you know Grand Rapids Catholic Central right. and Edwardsburg, yeah. you, you kind of figured who else was going to be in there with yeah. them. And Williamston's a team that, you know, this is the first semifinal appearance they've made since they lost the D4 title game in 2010. 2010, yep. It's only the second time they've had a double-digit win season in the history of the program. But this is a good team. This this is a team that took P- PW to overtime in Week 9 and lost by a point. Um, and yeah. then they yeah. gave up 28 points in the pre-district win over Goodrich, which yeah. was a good team that kind of was without a league. Um, but they've only given up six points yeah. since then. Yeah, and they've scored a combined 132 over their first two playoffs. Cruise yeah. their last yeah. couple of games yeah. as well. I mean, they're just and, quietly doing their business. And yep. again, I was on that Saints train, the St. Clair train, yep. uh, who they beat Williamson beat 28 nothing. so you give yep. it to them. There were a lot of shutouts that we had in the regionals. Yep. And again, whether put aside uh defense has stepped up on some sides and Williamston did uh again you know like I said I think they they beat a good team and um to do it 28 nothing is convincing and they're going to go into this game with a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum Chelsea's going to go into this game with a lot of confidence and feeling that you know hey this is as good a shot as any that we have to get to the state final. And we always talk about how we got to win this game. It's always hard being the guy after the guy. Yeah. Well, Josh Lucas has has been that guy yeah. and has you really risen to the occasion because uh, he is just doing a, a unbelievable job uh, with with this Bulldogs crew. Yeah. Um, having to step in for uh, 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 Coach Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brad Bush was there for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Brett, Brett Bush, right? So. Chelsea, yeah. Nick Hill's team, right? Yes. Okay, I'm uh, getting, getting crazy. Yeah, he was a great dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I believe uh, he's still the athletic. He's still a young guy. I think he's the athletic director okay. still. Okay, good. And okay. Just yeah, he's always been up. a real friend for state champs. And, uh, um, yeah, they've got a cool stadium set up there and everything, too. It's uh, it's a cool place. There's so, athletics out there. Yeah, no, really? absolutely. Yeah. they got a great and, and, stadium. And, 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 yeah, they do. I, I went out there to cover a regional with Country Day. No, Chelsea's. Yeah, Chelsea's. Oh, yeah. like Celine's. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I went. I went out there to cover a regional. Yeah. I think it was in 15. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was a great again, stadium. Areas, great environment. Those areas, I believe, are still uh, now that the economy is good again. Those areas are going to grow again. Mm-hmm. People have a little more land mm-hmm. to purchase, and uh, it's kind of like what's happening out in like a Heartland area mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, where people are like, I'll go a little bit on the outskirts because I want to. I want to build a property, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. like you're doing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, except you're staying more close to home. Yeah. Uh, buy buy but, real estate because yes. God ain't making any more of it. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, no, you know what, though? I mean, that's that's yeah. kind of the, I, I don't know if you want to call it redneck well, or whatever you want. I mean, that's just, well, and I just want to be out a little bit. No, 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 bit. I hear you. I just want to be no, out yeah, a little yeah, bit. Exactly, yeah. as, as do a lot of people. Yeah. And they, and they want to, you know, again, so you even see people want to having bigger families. So obviously mm-hmm. they need more space. And again, this is kind of that Ann Arbor suburb, you mm-hmm. know, being Chelsea. And obviously it's the whole, you know, purple rose of Cairo, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, little theater there. It's a great little town. No, yeah. I mean, let's let's face it. So anyway, Jeff Daniels, uh, alma mater. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. Who who are we calling here? Williamson, Chelsea. Who we got? I'm taking Williamson. Williamson, Chelsea. Mm. I'll take Chelsea. I'll be with two the Bulldogs two. on this one. Two and two. Absolutely. All right. Uh, before we go to commercial break, and we are in just a moment, uh, I want to talk about the eight player Division two state finals because we do have state finals happening in eight player. Uh, Rapid River and Onekama are getting together. Rapid River nine and three, Onekama ten and two. This is at the Northern Michigan Su- University Superior, Superior Dome. Dome. It'll be a two o'clock game on Saturday, and uh, Onekama is coming off a win uh, in the semifinals over Portland St. Patrick twenty eight fourteen. The Portagers is uh, Onekama's nickname, if you did not know that. Uh, first cha- uh, football championship game ever. Uh, they uh, doubled up last season's uh, Division II runner-up, Onekama, set a program record for wins, 20 straight points to hold off the Shamrocks, uh, who finished with a 7-5 and record. On the other side, Rapid River beat Cedarville 36-30. These always tend to be higher-scoring nice games. Yeah. Uh, another third-place yeah. success story yeah. from the weekend, Rapid River uh, downed Cedarville 28-20 in Week 7 to eventually lock up that spot, uh, the third-place spot in the Great Lakes Conference East, edged the Trojans a second time. This is the third time this decade, first since 2013, they yeah. have been in the eight-player Finals. Yeah. Rapid River keeps finding a way to win. I mean, take a look at their like their totals. Okay. They're they're winning by a couple here. They're winning by six there. They're winning by six there. I think they're gonna find a way to win here. And where is Rapid River? It's uh, credible. Do you guys know where Rapid River is? No. I know where Onekama is. I have no idea. I Rapid only know River? where Onekama is because Tom Marcus. Right, that's why I know what Onek- where yeah, Onekama is. Exactly. So that's like west side, <laughs> north, kind of west side towards the Lake Michigan the, side. In the UP. Yeah, yeah. Rapid River's UP? Okay. It sounds cool. Like, it sounds like I want to go to Rapid River. You know what I mean? It sounds like I want to camp there. It sounds fun. I want to get on the rapids and and ride the rapids. Whether the rapids are or not, it sounds like there would be fun stuff to do. Uh, And again, in the UP. The Rapid River rivalry. You got to go. It might as well be Alaska for all intents and purposes because it's so. 
beautiful and remote. Yeah, and you mentioned they were third place in the in the yeah. Great Lakes eight man conference yes. standings. Yes. yes. Behind yes. Pickford and Engadine. Yeah. And they beat Engadine in their rematch in the playoffs. Um God bless you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. By two points. That was one of those narrow wins. And yeah. Pickford is in the D one eight player championship game. So yes. that's a pretty good conference that yeah. got going. Well yeah, again um, with it's it's U P and it's thumb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much yeah. a yep. player right now. Yep. That's and yep. a few sparkled in between, and it's going to grow yeah. uh, because again, there are more. Uh, not that the the populations are shrinking; it's just that there's not as many I'd kids like to that are going to play football yeah. in the future. I'd I like think. to see some of the Metro Detroit kind of the charter schools, some of yeah. the smaller schools, right. try to dip their toe oh, into the eight player. Oh, I think they will. Absolutely. You know, there was for like Cardinal Mooney for the long time mm-hmm. had done it, uh, but again, you know, when it comes to travel, I think now, like I said, with more kids coming in that may not want to play football. You may have teams of 20 kids, yeah. 21 kids. Well, we're seeing they've, it. They've, it's it's yeah, clear yeah. as day. Right. So they're going to start falling towards the A player. As long as they can get a league that's in Metro Detroit yep. that they can play in yeah. uh, and maybe stretch out to, you know, maybe like Flint, right. but, you know, not having to go that much further. It also could create opportunities. And, and again, more small charter schools and things that will provide that opportunity. And it also could create opportunities for schools that. The smaller schools that don't have football programs yes, that can't necessarily field right. an eleven-man sure. team, but right. could field an eight-man. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So, uh, how are we call in this one? I'm gonna go with Rapid River. Rapid River, yeah. Onekama. 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 So we're split. All right. We are going to take our first time out. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Race and the State Champs Amble Award briefly. We're not going to go uh, super deep, uh, but we'll just kind of give you some news and notes that you need to know regarding that. And then we will come back and we will talk about the the odd division teams uh, and their semifinals. So stay with us. This is the State Champs Michigan High School Football Forecast. We'll be right back. Contact planning for your future today because your future begins now. My passion is architecture. I don't want to sit around passively studying. I need to create. In our architecture studios at Lawrence Tech, we collaborate with students, faculty, and professionals from around the world. And from day one, we design using the same industry standard software that architecture firms use. I really feel like I'm designing my own future here. Lawrence Tech. Possible is everything. You ready, Darius? Let's do it. Anybody want an autograph? Autograph? We're here for the stuffed crust pizza. Stuffed crust pizza? Hey, who do you think you are? End of the line, pal. Flavor fanatics love stuffing their faces with our stuffed flavored crust. Get one for only $2 more on any large original round pizza. Hungry? Howie's! Welcome back to the State Champs Michigan High School Football Forecast, a state semifinals edition. We have Scott Bernstein, Sean Belisian, Matt Mowry here, Kevin Trzynski keeping us on the air. And I am Lauren Platt. So thank you for being here. We talked about uh, the even games. If you miss any of this uh, podcast so far, just go ahead and check it out. Uh, we talked about all the games that uh, have even numbers in them, D2, D4, D6, D8. And uh, we'll get to the odds in just a bit. But I do want to uh, just have a quick update uh, regarding our Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Race and the Anvil Award. So uh, for both of these awards, voting will end Wednesday, November 21st at 12 p.m. It's just... 
a few days away now. Uh, in fact, we tape on Wednesday, so it will be exactly one week from today. Uh, Final Four will be chosen and announced on our State Champs State Finals TV show, which airs Sunday, November 24th at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. Our champion will be crowned a few days following the State Finals with a full feature on our final State Champs TV show. And uh, our final show of the year, by the way, is December 2nd at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. Now, that does not mean that State Champs is going, going, away. In, going into hibernation. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff that we will still be doing. We have the State Champs Winter Jam, which is a huge basketball showcase we're going to do on December 22nd. I bet by that time the hockey podcast will be going. We'll probably be getting into some basketball podcasts at that time for sure. And uh, we also are still going to probably go out and cover some games. We'll just throw them up digitally so you can watch it on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. We're not going anywhere. We still got jobs. Uh, our boss is not going to let us just sit on our hands and toast marshmallows. So, uh, well, yes. Basketball is just as big of a hotbed in, in the state of Michigan than football yeah. is. And just because it's not on TV doesn't mean we yeah. can't do it. Again, the majority of you who are consuming this right now are not consuming it on TV. You are consuming it in your car, mm -hmm. on your iPad, on your computer, on your phone. We're there. So And, and hockey, obviously. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Being Hockey's so close to Canada. It'd be. Downriver high school area. hockey is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And, and am I right, Sean? We, we, oh, down, going downriver, I mean, you can take that the hockey that they produce there, and, and you can go out to Massachusetts, you can go out to Minnesota, and they can compete. Still are, st and you know what the thing is? They're they're the the I guess the the myth that they're all moving out of there is exactly that because Trenton keeps it getting it done. And you know, we were talking in the previous segment. With only kids from Trenton. Yeah. In it, that it, small little bedroom community, those the, the still, hockey community they have there. And you know what, you you take deep. a look, you know, obviously Brighton is just a factory. Factory. Heartland, yeah. all yes. that area yes. that has built up now. Our player of the year last those, year. Those from guys, Heartland. you know, state champ as well uh, from Heartland. So yeah. um there's gosh, there's so many good little yeah. pockets. And, and I'd then, be remiss and, if I didn't mention the L word. Livonia. Yeah. I'd be remiss if Absolutely. I didn't mention that. Absolutely. So. And uh, really, all the programs now uh, feel. I mean, Churchill has been yep. has been really good. Stevenson, yep. obviously, has been the, the leader. And then you've, Franklin has, has Franklin's had some with, good with, years. With, and I, I think they've got a good guy yeah. in spot that's going to bring them up, too. We're, yeah, just, yeah. we're just really lucky being here. And sometimes we take it for granted, being in the mitten yeah. and having this type of talent to cover Amen. whatever sport you're talking right. about. Yeah. And we've gotten Amen. off on a tangent here. But I will tell you this. If, if high school hockey is something you really want to explore and check out, You've got to go to the Hockey Showcase in Trenton that takes place. What weekend is that? Uh, first weekend in February. Yeah. I, I don't know the exact know dates, yet, but, but you can always yeah, you can yeah, always just you'll look find it up. information it's on it. It's in Trenton at uh, the Kennedy Ice Arena there. It's two rinks or two rinks, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes, not yep. three. I think they play on two. And uh, and there's literally their teams from Canada who come down. Uh, uh, great teams from Metro Detroit playing each other. Uh, it's it's two days. It's fantastic. You know what's really cool about those guys, too? Sorry to go off on the tangent, right, but right, you, yeah. you know this. Yeah. Uh, I know a guy, and I won't mention any names, who got tired of hearing coaches from one league say that their league yeah. was better and coaches from the other league saying their league was better. Yeah. And so this guy basically got between them and said, why don't you put your money where your mouth is yeah. and start a tournament? Yeah. And they started a tournament. Yeah. So now there's a KLA uh, MIHL showcase now just because of that. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I think to your point, that showcase in Trenton has started so many things. You know, there's a public school showcase. Yes. You know, out in Chelsea now. Yeah. KLA MIHL showdown. Those yeah. are the things that hockey needed to catch up with a lot of the other things other, that were happening. Other sports and, were. And you know what? It's it's really starting to make its other sports so thanks were, for the plug. Other sports yeah, yeah. were cultivating it, and, and it was kind of like getting into the Absolutely. new millennium. 
Yeah. Absolutely. State chances, we're about all of it, you know. Yeah. So we're, 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 all about innov- we're all about innovation. And we're already starting to, you know, again, um, basketball is the same thing. We're already starting to talk winter sports now. We're getting, we're getting there. Uh, and I think the boys start before the girls. Yeah, the, gr- the boys so will start the, the Monday after the state yeah. finals. Yeah, so here you go. So back to the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Race. So I want to quickly tell you again, as we kind of wind things down here and you're thinking about uh, who are we going to select and how this process works, because we try to be as transparent as we can, we have a selection criteria, which if you vote on the website, you can see that. Uh, basically what it means, and this is very important because this is what tips the scale in favor of one or the other. And we literally go on on a board and we li- la- la- label them out and rank them based on each criteria. So. goes to the performance throughout the season. So we will take our top uh, 10 guys, and then we will label them out and say who did the best performance-wise throughout the season. And then we will take, you know, then we we see where they rank out. And then we will say 20% is your level of competition. So let's say you're an Austin Brown in that situation who is a phenomenal player. That is where he may fall a little bit further down a list, whereas a uh, Jaron Mangum, or um, maybe not use him as an example because their performance throughout the year, but Cam you know Cam yeah. Martinez. Yeah. Well, by the way, we're going to talk about Cam Martinez a little. Well, bit. We will. Yep. So hold on. Uh, let me get through it. And twenty uh, percent goes to the online vote. So this is where you, the fan, uh, really has a say in what happens. And I say this all the time, Cody White won the Mr. Football over Donovan Peoples-Jones. And isn't it cool that both those guys are just next level, at, at, at the next level? Uh, yeah. Cody, Cody hit the ground running, man. Yeah, I know. But Donovan, this season he's had is and I said, unbelievable. Not, I he said may, it. He could probably go to the show next uh, year. I said, coming into this year, like, don't yeah. – people were down on yeah. DPJ after what happened last season. So when you have so five – but when you have five different quarterbacks throwing the ball, it's hard yeah. to develop momentum and chemistry. Yeah. Yes, and he was a freshman. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, this is where you come in. 20% goes to the online vote. So whoever wins the vote, and I'm going to talk about it in just a second, automatically has a 20% advantage over everybody else. 15% we put to big game performance. So obviously playoffs are big games. If you are a uh, Stephen Walker, you have had huge performances in the in the playoffs. However, your team lost, so you didn't get to the regionals uh, or to the district championship. So, uh, oh, no, they, they lost in the district championship they didn't get to the regional right Can't yeah they lost the cc yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so Second sorry uh fleshing it out here so um but again these teams that are playing now the next week so when we talk about sincere dent who played last week austin brown who played like mm-hmm. cam mm-hmm. martinez who played last week daquan, daquan? finn yeah. who yeah. played last week uh, well and played well so uh this is where that kind of falls in 10% goes to team success. So this is where we reward the players that have helped elevate their team. Now they're, you know, some guys, uh, and at this point, let's just say uh, Holland West Ottawa. little disappointing uh, in the playoffs. You would have hoped Isaac Van Dyke could have gotten them a little further in the playoffs, um, but they didn't. And so that's why you would see him as opposed to a sincere dent now with Mona Shores and the thing. He'll move up that, that sure. ladder as we... Uh, rank those out. So, And then 5% goes to the highly recruited athlete. Now, with anything like a Gatorade Player of the Year, uh, some of the other awards that are handed out, a lot of times they take in a big-time recruit as a big part of how they choose who that person's going to be. 
I'm not saying that is the case in all sports because that's not the case, but in sports like football and basketball, you tend to see the real high. Whether they've performed up to the level we feel who see high school sports. Sometimes the reputation is all they need. Yep. We put stock into the fact if there is someone a la now Cameron Martinez, Jaron Mangum, Duran McKinney, uh, uh, a couple years ago, Julian Barnett. A couple years ago, I remember uh, with, with Wild Lake Western, Kyle Thomas was a guy that was yes. in the running. Uh, I think he was in our Final Four, yes, and you he, know, was. he, he wasn't was, getting recruited by anybody. As, and Kyle Bambard, although he was a D1 recruit, was really as a kicker, yeah, yeah. not as a quarterback. We put him in the Final Four as a kicker, yeah. I mean as a quarterback, right. and what he did for Wild Lake Western. So, um, yes. So here's how the voting re- results were as of 11 a.m. today, which is Wednesday, November 14th. You're, probably, you're watching this on Thursday. Uh, this is what the results were there. Jaron Mangum clearly leading. 17,240 votes. Uh, the Colorado faithful, I want to say, maybe are coming out and uh, voting, Cast for, Tech this, faithful. voting mm-hmm. for this kid. But he's going to Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, sometimes they're like something will get posted on a message board or something. And because right. Colorado is a team that is looking to find its identity again, they may say, hey, guys, let's go out. Let's get Jaron to be Mr. Football in Michigan. They may not it's a feather in their cap that right. they were bringing in a Mr. Football. Now, they yeah. may not understand the rules and think, oh, if he wins the vote, he wins a competition. That's yep. not the case. Hopefully they watch this kind of thing. I'm sure they don't. Or they don't read the fine print. And it's not that it's that fine. It's there in all. the rules on, yeah. the, on the voting page. Yeah. But uh, Cast Tech community, exactly. Good on them because typically they had not shown up for other Mr. Football candidates as well as they are here for Jaron. Uh, he's number one. I will quickly just tell you in second, Duran McKinney, the River Rouge community has come out strong for him. Uh, he's a phenomenal player that's going to have, I believe, a solid career at the next level. 10,356 votes for him. I have no doubt that Darren yes, McKinney will no have a solid either. career yes, at the I, next I, level. Austin Brown actually is second, second. with 12,325 yeah. votes. What he's done this season is amazing, and we know the Madison. And expanding the skill set, becoming a, a, a threat oh, to run the ball as well. Great yeah. threat. And, uh, and then behind him, Daquan Finn at 8,200 votes. So the Daquan faithful still uh, uh, sticking up for him. And Daquan is going to Central Michigan. Central. Um, what a phenomenal career he's yeah, had. When, yes. you, when you think about it, I mean, I, and it's not done. I'm not writing the final yeah. chapter yet. No, no, no. But, I, I mean, when you think about, like, the body of work, if they win D3, Ooh. then... Oh Even without him winning D3 this year, and I, I think they have a really good chance to win D3, uh, or a good chance to get to the finals. Yeah, okay. Um, but regardless, Juan Finn right now could end his career right now, and it would still go down into the pantheon of great yes. PSL quarterbacks. No but question. this race no is question. specifically for this year, and mm-hmm. that's how we do it. We don't. We I try to tell all of us who vote that... Do not think about career mm-hmm. because it really doesn't matter. Even though we, we kind of can't help it um, when you've got you know a, a guy like uh, you know um, it's hard to, and what it's he's hard, yeah it's, it's hard, hard to, to think, think of Joe yes. Kwan yeah, and not it, think that he won a state title two it, years it, ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, however, um, he had a, a little rough patch there. Granted, they've they've moved yep. on here, but they you know he did not have a strong ESL um, championship yeah. game. Uh, but again, you know, only eight points, and when you're the quarterback, you're expected to lead your team and, and win. And, and when you're a senior, yeah, and you're expected absolutely. to deliver. So, uh, and the thing about Cameron Martinez, and this is where you can talk about Cameron Martinez, he's only a junior. Mm. So if if somehow um, he comes out on top of this thing, he will be our first. He junior just got offered by Michigan. Yeah, right? that's what I was about yes, to say. Oh, sorry. no, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. 
Uh, I'm a weatherman. I stole your thunder. No, no, it's okay. No. I, but I but I wanted to make a comment with it. Um, as great of a high school football yes. player as I knew Cam Martinez was before he even reached Muskegon when he was at Muskegon Catholic Central, yeah. I knew that this kid was dynamite as a prep athlete. Yeah. I really didn't have a gauge of where his next level potential was. Um, be, some of it because of his size, some of it before this year is because he was playing in uh, smaller, uh, uh, at a smaller level. But, you know, sometimes when it comes to college recruiting, colleges, programs, scouts will wait on someone to kind of co-sign it. Mm-hmm. Well, Michigan just co-signed mm-hmm. Cam Martinez, gave him that offer this week. And I think this is like the floodgates are going to open now. But he won't and be a quarterback in Michigan. No, he probably will not be a quarterback, but no, he'll be an athlete. Jim Harbaugh does not have anyone unless yeah. you are at least 6'3". But this shows you that Cam Martinez has the ability to exceed at the next level in, in, in the Power Five. Sure. And like I said, I had some questions about it. Michigan's come in, and I think before the start of next year, you're going to have uh, a slew of Power 5 uh, teams offering him to come in as an athlete, whether it be a return guy, running back, wide receiver, cornerback, and, and, and it just kind of ups the ante a little bit on what we know about Cameron Martinez. And you could say what you want about everybody on this list. When it comes to level of competition, Muskegon has played the best. Second to none. So, uh, and he is where he is. So he's going to be at the top of that. He is going to be, we could say he's a tough out. Mm-hmm. He's going to be right there. Uh, and the stats he's putting up, like they, they don't he lie. He broke Ladarius nope. Jefferson's record, nope. who was our Mr. Football last year. And he's still got two games to play. Yeah. I think it was 3,050 yards or something. Yeah. And another year, yeah. I know. Didn't he, in the third quarter last week of that was win? 126 yards, I believe, in the third quarter. And three touchdowns, right? Yeah, because they were Okay, we're cool again, for the game. Because, cool. again, the other team was flirting with him for right. a while, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Until he decided, all right, guys, it's time to close this out. We're a little cold. We're gonna, we're just something gonna, else. Cam show gonna take off. Yep. So, um, so anyway, that's what's going on with the Mister Football race again. Uh, it's really as far as anyone catching Jaron Mangum in the vote. It's going to be the Austin Brown faithful. You got it. You're about five thousand behind right now, so you need to bring it. You got a week to do it. Uh, and to Ron McKinney faithful out there, you're about seven thousand behind. So you need to get out there and do it as well. Those are probably the only guys. Maybe DeQuan Finn, if you can somehow summon up about nine thousand votes and and keep it going. You're gonna have to do more than that because the Mangum faithful. Once they see guys starting to approach him. It's going to jump. So we always have a, a lot, a flurry of activity uh, during the last week. But that's what's going on. StateChampsNetwork.com. Just click contests and click on the Hungry Hours Mr. Football Race to vote. And uh, that's what's going on with that. The Anvil Award. Now, if you paid attention to the Extra Point podcast we did last Friday night, that was after regionals, I said that uh, we plan, and this is still the plan, is that we are going to hand this award um, at the Legacy Live event that's going to be happening on the Sunday after the state finals. So, uh, which would not mean a lot of time for us to get our champions. So, uh, but we'll do it. We'll swing it. We'll do it. And uh, right now, uh, again, this is a different kind of award. This is not a, really a stat award because you can't do that with Lyman in a lot of cases. Now, in some of these cases, if you are Lance Dixon, if you are Marcel Lewis, you're playing offense. Yeah. And you're or, making hay. Or you have defensive stats. Defensive you can numbers. Use. Yeah. The offensive linemen are really right. the ones who are right. Yeah, but even defensive linemen, the stats can be deceiving. Like right. They yeah. can Absolutely. only have 40 tackles, but yeah. they could be responsible for another 100. Because they're triple teamed. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. So, uh, again, this is one of those things that is going to um, 
take some more time, and we're gonna we're gonna really really think the same criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is gonna hurt. You know, like a Carson Barnhart because his Paw Paw team just didn't do that great. Didn't finish as strong as it was. Uh, but Lance Dixon's leading the vote. He's got 6,300 votes. Uh, Rook Orhororo is behind him, about 3,000 behind him in that. Everybody else is well below that. And we knew that this wasn't going to be as active an award in terms of voting. It's People have to fir- learn about first it. First time we've yep. done yeah. it. So, um, But, again, when it comes to NFL potential, uh, it's riddled in our top ten. Uh, just a bunch of guys who uh, have more, considerably more so than the Mr. Football. Way more. <laughs> I mean, and again, know. a testament to the type of talent that this area is producing. Let's say just over the last four years, and and going forward on the line in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah, when you just say Logan Brown and Devontae Dobbs yeah. and Anthony Bradford and Adam Berghorst, I mean, just those names there. Michael Fletcher. Justin Rogers. Yes, Justin Rogers, Lance Dixon now. And um, and then in the sophomore class, Dellinger and yeah. uh, Spindler. We're talking, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about four or five-star guys. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's what's happening there. You can vote now. And, again, Lance will have an automatic bid into the Final Four, uh, whether we believe he deserves to be there or not, which I, he does. I would say he does. Uh, but, again, right now, big game performance is big for those. How will that, you know, team success. Uh, East Kentwood's out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muskegon's not. Uh, you know, oh, Zealand not. East is not. Um, so Chip Valley certainly is not. So, uh, you know, that that's going to help there. So, again, we're going to do the rankings. We're going to do the due diligence, and then we're going to see how it shakes out, and how it shakes out is how it's going to shake out. So that's the deal with that. We take another commercial break, our final commercial break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about the odd division state semifinals and uh, our predictions and our thoughts on those contests. There's some great ones, so make sure you don't go anywhere. The State Champs Michigan High School Football Forecast Podcast returns in just a moment. Contact planning for your future today because your future begins now. Today we want to take you inside of our Sportsmanship Summit program. For over 20 years, the MHSAA has conducted Sportsmanship Summits, and annually more than 1,000 student-athletes from over 100 schools participate in a series of workshops during the month of November. The focus is on the line that separates good from bad sportsmanship, not just as participants, but as spectators cheering at athletic events. The MHSAA Student Advisory Council has a hand in developing the curriculum using insights gained from the annual Battle of the Fans competition. Details for the upcoming Battle of the Fans are introduced at all four workshops. During breakout sessions, students meet and discuss sportsmanship with local registered game officials who explain sportsmanship from their perspective and how that differs from what students experience as participants or fans and engage in different exercises designed to help communicate the message of good sportsmanship. Schools wrap up the day-long summit by developing a sportsmanship campaign to implement locally upon their return home. To learn more about our student leadership programs, visit our website at mhsaa.com. I want to be a dermatologist, and though a lot of universities tried to recruit me for basketball, Lawrence Tech had the science curriculum that I wanted. LTU Southfield Campus is a great place to learn, and the classes are small enough that I don't have to wait for office hours to talk to my professors. They're usually right by my side, challenging me and guiding me toward a successful future. Lawrence Tech. Possible is everything. 
Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's, Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box, but we make lots of money, lots of dough. Go to DoughRazor.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. All right, welcome back to a lengthy state semifinals Michigan high school football forecast. A podcast. deep dive into the final That's four. That's right, exactly. This is for the hardcore faithful. People uh, got to know. That's right, <laughs> and we're here to tell you about and it. And if so, you don't know, now you know. You, now you know. Uh, and again, we know for some of you guys, you love this stuff, and uh, we love it. All right, let's start with the eight-player division one state finals. Let's get that one out of the way here. First, we've got two unbeaten teams, Maurice, Morris, Morris, Morris at Pickford at the Superior Dome. This is the 11 a.m. game mm-hmm. on Saturday. So they used to play Friday night games in, in this. Now they're doing uh, Saturday games. Uh, Pickford beat Ogre Sims 40-20 to in the semifinal. Uh, Wolverines are ele- um, the Wolverines now are 11 and one. We're, are now 11 and 1. They were only giving up like seven and a half points a game, which in eight player is unheard of. They hadn't scored fewer than 50 this season. Pickford dominates both sides of the ball. First MHSA championship game berth for them because uh, they had lost in the semifinals the last two years. So that's them. On the other side, uh, Morris beats um, Cologne 40 to 8. Uh, this is their deepest playoff run ever. Uh, their first MHSA Finals berth. Uh, they uh, locked down a Cologne offense that was averaging 44 points a game, and the Magi gave up a, a season high 40. So uh, again, strong eight-player debut. This is their debut for Cologne in eight-player, I believe. Yep. Yep. Uh, and they were two and a, two and seven mm-hmm. in eleven player a year ago. So we talked about how these teams are yeah. going to switch. When you see success stories like this, yeah. that makes us a point. Let's let's go and have some fun. It's, a, motiv- some it's a motivator. Yeah. yeah, it is a motivator. Because uh, again, and this was their first semifinal in either format. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do we think? Morris has made the postseason <clears throat> since joining a man football. Uh, five years ago, four times. But like you said, this is the first time they've really made a deep run. But you mentioned their defense. They've won by an average of 38 points a game. The closest was a 20-point win over Deckerville in Week 2. Defense has allowed just 62 points, which, again, like you said, yeah, that, that doesn't happen in eight-player football. And just 22 There's points just in so the playoffs. so space on the field, yeah. you know? They shut out their final five opponents of the regular season and their first one in the playoffs. It's just... That school has – it's a very small school, and it's right – you could almost call it suburban Perry because Perry is right next door. And if they combined together, they would probably make – you know, Perry's a B school. They would probably make a slightly bigger B school. So we're talking and the UP area kind of near Lake Superior State. For Morris? Morris? No, no. Morris is, is southern Shiawassee County, so it's just below 69 um, 69 comes across from Flint to oh, Lansing. So, so, yeah, it's Perry and Morris are oh, literally like a backyard apart. Okay, yeah. okay. 
<clears throat> so yeah, this is and and they've been in they they used to be in in a lot of other sports. They're in the the you know Flint area conference, the Genesee area conference. Um, but yeah, they just don't have the student population. But they got some track. Well, they tra- they have to travel yeah. a lot to play yep. these games in. Yep. Blowing people out. What did fifty seven, thirty, and thirty two? I mean, yep. that, that's saying a lot. Yep. You know, blowing people out. They they look to be the part. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some track kids that that did very well at the D four meet last year, and they, that you can tell that they have some speed on that defense, particularly. Okay, so what are we calling this one? Two undefeated teams, which is Morris. awesome. Pickford. Let me go with the Orioles, Morris. I'll go with Morris. You're the outlier. No, I'm the outlier. You're the, the outlier. outlier. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> All right, let's go to Division 7. That will be the morning game played on Saturday, uh, the Saturday uh, of the Thanksgiving weekend at mm-hmm. Ford Field. New Lothrop, who is 11-1, is taking on Lake City, who is undefeated. Uh, this game is going to be at the Brookwood Athletic Complex in Clare. This is, again, this Saturday, all games at 1 p.m. New Lothrop coming off a big win over Pewamo, Westphalia, 26 26- to 14 and uh and this really was could have been considered the matchup of the whole region this could have been well this could have been a state championship yeah Yeah. exactly i mean this is one that a lot of people were looking at and we're going to say boy who's going to come out on this one uh the pirates were two-time reigning champs uh they had a 24 game winning streak that was shattered uh, they had beaten New Lothrop 35-14 in a district final just a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, but now it's the Hornets to the semifinals for the first time since 2015. Mm-hmm. On the other side, Lake City and Ross Common got together. Lake City won 34-28. I know I predicted that one. I picked Ross Common. Uh, yes, the Trojans are undefeated uh, and uh, semifinals for the second straight season and uh the last two years, they combined twenty-four and one. That's pretty good for Lake City. Yeah. So they're they're a good program. Um, New Lothrop, on the other hand, we can say is perhaps in Division Seven a juggernaut. Yeah, and it's, this is a New Lothrop program that has been traditionally good. They won the D eight title yeah. when they were fourteen and zero in uh, two thousand six, but they haven't gotten past you know they haven't gotten past the semis since then. It's the ninth straight season of ten plus wins. That's it. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, and and two or fewer losses. And this one, again, will be that. Their one loss this season is to a Traverse City St. Francis team that we just talked yeah. about yeah. a few minutes ago, trucking everyone. And New Lothrop, it was, it was like 35 40 14. minutes ago. But yeah, uh, well, so. yeah. Um. Long podcast. <laughs> Kevin's complaining. It was a 35-14, so it was not particularly close, but still, that's a that's a game against yeah. a bigger division school yeah. that is very, very good. And this new Lothrop athletic program, they've got kids in track that are very good. They've their their baseball program uh, went to the quarters last year, so it's that same group of core group of athletes yeah. that kind of plays in every sport in a school yeah. this size and it's a very successful and that happens group. a lot in small schools you yep. have these cycles these kids you get like, you get like these kids in eighth grade yep. just wait until yeah. they're like juniors right. these kids are just dominant i'm not going against them again yeah. i mean yeah. I, I thought palama yeah. westphalia would take care of them so I, right. i'm not going against them yeah, yeah i'm not going against them. i'm going lothrop yeah lothrop 
New Lothrop. Okay. Let's uh, look at the other side of Division 7. Kasopolis undefeated on the year. Madison Heights, Madison undefeated on the year. This game will be played at Jackson High School. Uh, Kasopolis beat Monroe St. Mary Catholic Central 23-22. to A very close game. The Rangers defense giving up now just 4.3 points per game. Tested for the first time. Uh, but Kasopolis won its second regional title in three years. Uh, they had a goal line stand mm-hmm. to finish the game, which is always super exciting, and again pumps you up with all kinds of adrenaline as you as you move forward and you think about uh, you know what you just accomplished and where you are. And now you've got to ramp it all back up again. They'll be taking on a Madison Heights Madison team that is truly on a roll. Uh, just beat up Gabriel Richard. We'd probably say an uh, outman, outgunned Gabriel Richard. You know, a team that was really, you know, enjoyed being there and had a pretty good route. But this Madison team you know, is a whole new level. It's the uh, semifinals for the second straight season for them, and you would see and you would think that this progression is, has been yeah. leading the second straight, state championship or bust. Yeah, second straight year they ran the table on the regular season. Um, a lot of people. And rightfully so, talk about Austin Brown and that Madison high-flying offense. But the defense is is really uh, equally responsible for what's been totally. going on this year. Yes. Um, they've got a outstanding linebacker core uh, led by Chauncey Ernest, who's leading the uh, state in sacks. He's got 35 sacks over the last two years. Uh, two juniors and Aaron McClure and Adam Long that are uh, both just vicious um, at, at the point of attack, well, whether they're uh, uh, coming on blitz packages and rushing the quarterback or or, or, or tracking down uh, running backs. McClure had 10 tackles uh, last week. Long had 15 tackles. Um, and then he got in the secondary guy like James Hill. They had, uh, they've only given up one score in the last four weeks. That Seven points. 15 straight quarters with uh, of scoreless football. Crazy. Uh, three straight shutouts between week nine and uh, the districts. Then in the regionals, they uh, shut out Riverview. Gabriel Richard through the first three quarters and gave up kind of a meaningless touchdown in the fourth quarter. Defense is just, you know, taking teams out to the woodshed. And uh, when you, you know, add to the mix an offense led by Austin Brown, that is a mighty, mighty lethal combination. Well, they've given up 109 points on the season. When you look at it and you go, oh, my God, that's incredible. And Cassopolis has given up less than half, yeah. 52 points on the season, beating opponents by an average of 42 points per game. And they've only given up more than six points once all season and posted seven shutouts. That obviously is going to be severely tested, and it, it's yeah. going to be one of those – you know, it's both great, defenses are very good. Yeah. Sure. He needs Absolutely. somebody to get him going. Yep. They're saying, you can't score on this team. He's going to yeah. say, here's, watch me. Here's a brick wall that you need to run yeah, through. As yeah. we talked about before, him now incorporating so much running into his game and doing it well. Uh, it's like a real, running game. Like they're they're yeah. using him as yeah. like the centerpiece yeah. of that running game. Because they got to drop back in coverage yeah. like yep. that. So there's just this space. And uh, so let's call it. Madison. 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 So we could get a 10 a.m. game of Madison and New Lothrop yeah. in Division 7. Clash of superpowers. Uh, interesting. I like it. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. So get there early. Get your popcorn. Madison's looking to return to the uh, state finals for the first time in 13 oh, yeah. 05, I think. 13 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's been a, it's been a while. Uh, let's go to Division 1, the 1 o'clock game. Uh, at uh, Ford Field on Saturday, so wherever we'll, we'll get to the final part of it. But let's talk about the semifinals, and these are some good ones, uh, real good ones. And uh, in the first semifinal, 10-2 and Clarkson is taking on Celine, 11-1. and This game will be played at Okemos High School. 
We did not get a chance to talk about Celine last weekend on the podcast because they weren't going to play until the next day. Uh, But um, an amazing game against Rockford, 13-12 in overtime, uh, a two-point conversion stand. Uh They advance to the semifinals for the first time since finishing D1 runner-ups up in 2014. We all remember who the quarterback of that team was. Josh Jackson? Josh Jackson, right? Yep. Uh, Add that to uh, wins over East Kentwood two weeks ago. Grand Rapids Catholic Central in week two being Celine. Uh, They gave unbeaten Chip Valley its closest game of the season in a five-point week one loss. Um, Matt, talk about the game. You were there. That Celine defense is for real. And it's gotten to the point where Coach Joe Palka, if he's making a decision – and it, it's in any way where he can just go, okay, well, we're just going to lean on the defense. They do that. And the the points they gave up in overtime was the, with the defense on the field, obviously, inside the 10. The points they gave up in regulation was not. That was on a 60-yard punt return in the fourth quarter. They had a 6 nothing lead at that point. And you don't feel, you know, obviously, you don't feel certain that that's going to, you know, be enough. Yeah. But with that defense, you have a pretty good certainty that you've got a good chance at least and Rockford was enough. up and down this year yeah and so, Rockford you know, was up and down and they and they were moving it between the 30s really they really weren't you know getting deep penetration but yeah it was just fourth quarter you know punt return to a slippery punt returner who took it up the home side or up the visiting sideline yeah. right in front of his own bench <laughs> and uh just kind of slithered through and it was one of those where i was down on the sidelines and you, you kind of see the whole mass of humanity on the field yeah. moving towards you i'm like oh maybe i better get my camera up at this <laughs> yeah. point. yeah yeah and and he he took it all the way back for a touchdown key point came seconds later because at that point you could be totally deflated if you're Celine and they've got MJ Griffin the the temple bound uh safety, safety. And, and wide receiver lined up on the very outside of the kick block the kid right next to him is the other safety uh Noah Nelson who one of those two you're going to block and the other two the other guys probably going to get a little bit of a gap Nelson got the gap yeah and he was the one who blocked the extra point to keep it tied because if they kick that, kick that extra point. Now, mind you, he got a fingertip on it. And so the entire team kind of had to swivel its head and the ball fluttered sideways and it looked like it might clear the crossbar and then dipped. Yeah. And it was one of those where you could just feel the whole stadium go, wow. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, at that point you go into overtime yep. and MJ Griffin, you know, they. Coach Paco was actually thinking, maybe we just kick the field goal right here, right sure. now, and take the points. But MJ Griffin out of the Wildcat runs it twice and gets it into the end zone, and they went, oh, okay, yep. well, we'll take it. That'll work. Um, that'll work. And and then uh, Rockford comes out and runs the hop, halfback option pass to Jack Richardson, the kid who returned the punt. He tosses a lob ball into the end zone that the wide receiver comes down with. And then that's when the decision came in. Okay, we're going to go for two. Yeah. And it was, it, I believe it was End a penalty. It, right yeah, it was a penalty on the the touchdown, so mm-hmm. it moved it closer. So yeah. you've got it from the one and a half yard line. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, good okay, call. this is a good call. Yeah. And they'd been moving it. They'd been moving the ball on Celine's defense enough that Celine had to go to a five man line, and they had one of their big younger kids who had to come in, six foot five, two seventy kid, coming to play the nose on a five man line, so they could kind of stem the tide. At one point, Rockford was getting six yards on quarterback sneaks. So mm. that's one of those where you go, okay, well, if we're gonna, you know, line it up mano on mano, we've been doing it all game. And it didn't work. Didn't work. And it was one of those where, you know, they, they stoned it right at the yep. point of attack. 
and you could just see all of the kids trying to see where you know yeah. where the ball was, and then it just was the mass of humanity toward Absolutely. the sideline. And that defense is for real now. Clarkston's defense also yeah. is for real. Yeah. So this again could be one of those games that we saw like last year in the in the title game where it was three two, where it comes down to one of those key moments and one of those key special teams plays. Yeah. Both both teams have kickers. Both teams have good defenses. Clarkson's going for their full. Well, if they win this game and when they get into the finals, theoretically, they would be going for their fourth state title in six years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, you know, the DJ Zazula teams um, of, I think it was 13 14 or 12 and 13. I think it was 13 14 um, were teams that were kind of expected to right. be there. This is, you know, a, a group of kids, whether you're talking about the 2007, 2017 Wolfpack or the 2018 Wolfpack, that, you know, we're, we're really counted out before right. the race even started. Um, but Clarkson football and Clarkson athletics are where they are for a reason. They're the right. gold standard for a reason. Um, Kurt Richardson's been there for 35 years um, ha- and has a, has a standard of excellence that, that everyone strives to, to reach. And uh, this is a group, again, that's kind of being piloted by an offense, or sorry, being piloted by their defense. I think their offense this year is better than last year. Um, Their defense had to replace a lot of people, and the new kids that have been plugged in are are just playing gangbusters. Uh, A linebacker like Brendan Barker, who really wasn't much of a playmaker last year, this year he's got to be over 80 tackles. Um, Rocco Spindler is is you know picking up the slack for Garrett Dellinger, who's out for the year with the torn rotator cup. He just you know Spindler just you know makes his presence felt wherever he is, whether it be uh, uh, run blocking or, or pass protecting on the offensive line or uh, imposing his will on, on the defensive side of the football. Josh Luther, Zach Reed are having breakout campaigns in, in the secondary. And uh, you know Clarkson just has a really really good chance I think to, to I get back to Ford Field. Him. No no no. And I let me just say I, I wanted to, I do want to credit Rockford you know this year because I was trying Great to story. I was yeah. really hoping they were going to be able to find a way and they really did one and three to start the season they Great extended their, I picked them last they, week. They, yeah. yeah they had a record twenty four year playoff streak that they kept that alive. They kept yep. It was their first district title in three years. Coach so, Munger yeah, I mean, again, again another one that's on that Mount on that Mount Rushmore exactly. So but I yeah I can't see any way. That as go good as Celine's playing, I just I, I don't I don't see it. I'll be I'll be there. It's at Oakland. Are we Clarkson? Are we all Clarkson, I'm Clarkson here? Yeah. I might go oh. Celine. I might go Celine. Okay. Just just to mix it up. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, but remember back at the, at the could, very this, start of the this, season this, where everybody, like you said, yeah. last year Clarkston has no business winning a title, win a title. This year at Clarkson the start of the season, being ranked no, in the top twenty. No, why are you ranking yeah. them in the top ten? Do yeah. you understand right. football? Yeah. And we just kind of said, well, yeah. it's you know, it's a nod to the fact that they've won so much recently, yeah. and once somebody beats them, yeah. but until then, they're, until they're further due, notice, they're due they're level of competition, yeah. fantastic. They've been there, they've seen it. Um, it's just something about Clarkson. The characteristic. It could be a three to two game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever they got to do, yeah. the, they're going to the, find the, a way. the characteristic that I think the 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 Clarkson roster the last couple of years and the Clarkson coaching staff most embody is just tireless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether you know execution. Yeah. Uh, preparation. Yeah. Basketball um, the same way. Yeah. Yeah, we're there. So let's move on. Yep. The other semifinal, another good one, two undefeated teams. Belleville 
at Chip Valley. This game will be played this, at Troy. This to, Athens. This to me is the the marquee. This, no disrespect yeah, to yeah. Clarkson. Love it. I understand. This is what's on. Yeah, this yeah. is what's on the marquee. This is it. Belleville coming off a 13-10 win over West Bloomfield. Uh, it's their first regional title. They finally got there. They time, beat yeah. last season's D1 runner-up in West Bloomfield uh, to do it to get there. Uh, Chip Valley um, dominant over uh, Fortin. Uh, again, that huge uh, 99-yard touchdown run uh, kickoff from Ellis was amazing. Uh, this is their first time since 2003 into the semifinals, so it's been a long time coming. Did they, did they win it in 03, Chip? Uh, probably not. It was probably it was probably a loss to Catholic Central. Didn't Chip they have won, three Chip, in a, Chip, Catholic Central had three in a row. Chip won one in the sev, in the in yeah. the two thousands. Hey, you'll check. Two thousand. Maybe they did. CC beat them in all three. I was gonna say yeah. CC. I think one in oh one oh two oh three. So Kevin knows he's a Catholic Central grad. We'll but you, you keep looking. 2001. Yeah. 2001. 2001. Okay. Yeah. So, um, when they started 0 and 2 and then ran the table. Yeah, yeah. And again, yeah. So, this is really uh, Scott Merchant has had this team building building something good. And, uh, and here they are. And now we've got Belleville with all the talent in the world. Um, we call them Cast Tech West because of Jermaine Crowell's ties to yeah. Cast Tech and the players that have migrated there and, and the, what they've been building there. Uh, and so now we're in a scenario like in 2011 or whatever it was. Is it now Belleville's turn like Cast Tech had, you know, to say, hey, we're not just winning playoff games. We're winning the whole thing. And I don't care who you put in front of us. Or is this Chip Valley and just their year? And they chips and chips a team of destiny in 2018. They they, they're 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 just a bunch of swag nasties. I really I like have swagger, and then so we'll, deep. We'll, we'll smack you in the yeah, mouth. Yeah. I yeah. really like this. I really like this Belleville team. I mean, we talked about it yeah. last week, and then you went and saw them. I mean, you have to give a team credit when they get the ball back and say, "We're running yes. down the field, and yeah. you can't stop yeah. us." And that was, I mean, that was yeah. an epic drive to, yeah. to get that Against done. Against a good West Bloomfield team. It really was. I mean, it, it was, it was 81 yards, here yeah. we go, stop us, right. hat to hat. But I think, I think well, that's actually, something. And we different. saw that same kind of resilience when they got down to Monroe, you know, almost shockingly in the district final, yep. and scored, you know, 14 points in 55 seconds in four plays. I mean, they have all the playmakers in the world, and the differentiation is just going to be, who plays cleaner, mm-hmm. who doesn't turn the ball yep, over, yeah. who doesn't have penalties. And so far this season, that's been more Chip Valley than it has. Belleville's kind of overcome some of those things. They play a clean game. They have as much talent as anyone mm-hmm. in this yeah. state. Mm-hmm. Anyone. Who's going to win? Chip. Chip. I'm going to take Chip Valley. It's going to be close, though. Yeah. I mean, this is this is yeah. going to be a clash of titans. If we, get Chip, if we get Chip Valley and Clarkson in the state finals... At one o'clock on Saturday, unleash Julian Barnett. I, I would. I just yeah. unleash him in every way, shape, yeah. and form. And, and Dewey Reed has gained so much uh, as a sophomore quarterback who can sling it with Absolutely. everybody. He can run more, and, and if he so if, if he yeah. decides to run more, and when he sees things aren't opening up, yep. that's going to pull those DBs up, mm-hmm. and then that's when you go up to Julian Barnett because when yep. he is one on one, nobody he scored nobody an electrifying touchdown last week that got yes. called back. I think yes, I mentioned you did. they had two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Called back or like that yesterday. Two uh, by himself in the one against, against Fortson uh, in the game that I saw in Belleville, and he's phenomenal. So, all right, let's move on. D5. 
5, Hudsonville, Unity, Christian, and Saginaw, Swan Valley are getting together. This one at Greenville. Mm-hmm. Unity, Christian, a great story this season, 10-2. and two. I was riding that train. Uh, and they're taking on, though, an undefeated Swan Valley team. Uh, Swan Valley beat Reed City 36-28. Their side of the bracket began with four of the 30 undefeated teams left in all of 11 player at the end of the regular season. They remained uh, one by edging another over the weekend, beating Red Cities, finished 11-1. and one. It's closest game of the season, a closer one than when the two met, uh, and the Vikings won 29-14 in the semifinal a year ago. Uh, Reed City ended the game on Swan Valley's two-yard line. Crazy. That's how close yep. mm-hmm. this one was. Unity Christian on the other side took on Kalamazoo United. They are 10-2 and on the year, advanced to their second semi in three seasons. They locked down a Titan offense that was averaging 53 points a game heading into that game. Uh, United is 11-1 and now. It was their best since the co-op between Hackett and Kalamazoo Christian formed in 2014. Well, and we've got that theme of the third-place teams, and I believe Unity Christian finished third place because they <laughs> lost to both Zealand East and West. Right. Um, and, and you can tell the power of a conference when your third-place team is still going, you know, four rounds into the playoffs. But as we talked about with Ship Valley, it just seems like Swan, this is, you know, the Valley theme and the team of destiny. This seems like a Swan Valley team that is not going to be denied. That was their closest escape all season long. We remember Alex Grace. He's yeah. the one that really put yep. them on the map. And yep. that's uh, always all been a program. Everything. Yeah, that's always been a program sport. that's that's been very solid, yes. but not necessarily one that was going to make deep runs in the playoffs. But that team is just they're high octane I mean, on both sides yeah. of the ball. Alex Alex Freeze at quarterback. He's got all kinds of weapons to throw to. The I'm with you, Swan. The, the fact yeah. that they hold on to this to that game is is huge. Yeah. Uh, but again, it, it could have went yep. the other way. I'm taking Unity Christian. Yeah, I'm right. not jumping off that train, uh, but I probably will lose that one. Let's go on the other side of the bracket. Marine City is back in the state semifinals. They will take on an undefeated Portland team. That game will be played at Howell High School. Portland beat Frankenmuth 40-6. to Pounded them. That's Pounded. crazy. First semifinal since winning D5 in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Frankenmuth was on a quest to win their third straight regional title. That was and an emphatic. Emphatic yeah. win. Mm-hmm. Marine City needed two overtimes yep. to beat Demby in the snow, by the yep. way. It was snowing there, 40-32. to 32. They also finished third in their league yes, in the regular did. season. Yep. Uh, first time in the semifinal since winning D4 in 2013. They have a lot of history, uh, obviously, um, uh, making history in it over the last whatever, 15 years. Uh, Demby uh, actually concluded its winning a season and longest playoff run since 2006. And their losses this fall uh, were by a combined 18 points. So they were close games. Uh, but uh, And credit them for getting there. Marine City, again, finds a way to win. It took two OTs to do it. Um, but uh, some quick thoughts. Well, what? The Marines, um, Go ahead. No, I was going to say the narrative. I was going to use the Matt Mowry narrative. Third place team, it's a great yeah, story yeah, versus absolutely. team of destiny, yep. right? Yeah, I mean, is, yeah. isn't that what this one looks like? Absolutely. Yep. Portland's and this is Portland's strong. fourth straight season of 10-plus wins, but yeah. they haven't gotten this deep yeah. since you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, they won it all in 2012. Yeah, Defense has posted five shutouts and only given up 92 points on the season. Oh, no, no, it's all good. But 20 of those points was in a, in a win over a Montague team that's still playing. Yeah. Yep. They've won close ones. They beat Lansing Catholic by eight in the regular season and then four in the district finals, yep. beat Ionia by two. Yeah. Um, but their last six playoff losses are either to Grand Rapids West Catholic or Lansing Catholic Central, yep. all of them. Let's mm. call it. I like Portland. 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 And not we're not talking about Oregon. 
Uh, where, where, is, where is Portland? It is northwest of Lansing. Yeah, that's You're headed toward Grand Rapids. Yeah, that's yep. straight like like maybe fifteen. I have minutes been there one time Lansing. before, but it was first day change. On ninety six, two thousand five. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was beautiful little community. Yeah, I think it was. And like they got a Catholic school there, Port, Portland St. Patrick. Yes, that's always PSP. done well. Yep. Okay, guys, let's get to the final games here so that Kevin can go to the bathroom. Uh, so I'm just kidding. You can, you can cut that out. Uh, Division three. Yeah. The 7:30 game, oftentimes the best game of the yep. state finals when it comes to. It always seems like it ends up Saturday night. The D3 game is the the one that we always end up talking about the most. The final one played. Uh, good teams that are that are preparing to go there uh, and play in this one. Uh, in our first semifinal, Zealand East, 11 and one on the year, taking on an undefeated Muskegon team. This will be at Grand Haven High School. Muskegon took care of Cedar Springs, 34 to 18. One of their toughest challenges of the season, I think they would yeah. rightfully admit, except for maybe King yeah. in Week 2. Uh, Cedar Springs trailed by only a point at halftime before Cam Martinez, who broke Ladarius Jefferson's school season record of 2,095 mm -hmm. rushing yards in a, a, a season. In the third quarter. Insane. <laughs> With two more games yeah. left. Yeah. It's he ran for yeah. Stop it. I know. He had 32 and 75-yard scores during the third quarter. Uh, Red Hawks finished with their most wins since 2000, so good for Cedar Springs, 11 and two. And that, uh, that was a legit defense. Yeah, that yeah. was a legit, legit defense. defense. Yeah. And again, Muskegon ran through them like yeah. butter when it came down to it. Uh, but Zealand East threw up 50 on Parma Western, yeah. beat them 50 to 24, uh, headed to the Chicks with an X. With an X. Are headed to the semifinals for the first time since 1989. They're a really My first good year team. of college. They're a really good team. I mean, I haven't seen them, okay? I'm just, you know, and East and West were one school, by the way, back then. Um, yeah, and they're, they're blowing teams out yeah. as well. But yeah. I don't it's, think they've, it's they've yeah. come up against a Not this. formidable superpower like yes. Muskegon right. is. This and, is something different. And I just, to, to quote Jay-Z, uh, on to the next one from Muskegon. <laughs> I, you know, and I know Zealand East is a good, they are a really good yeah. year. Yep. They've got some really nice playmakers yeah. on that team. I just don't see them being able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Muskegon. Could be even quarters. a similar score. It could yeah. be a 34-18 kind of game that we see that Muskegon will close out and finish strong. Well, in Zealand East has got college players yes. all over yeah. both sides sure. of the ball, is but good. I'm not sure they have the just beef that yeah. Muskegon has up front to be able to, you know, just go toe to toe and slog with them in that's, the trenches. That's the thing, and that that's probably going to be the key. And yeah. it may be close, 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 not. And close. then they break your yeah. spirit. Yeah. Yep. And they and they basically send you home with nightmares. Everybody, Muskegon. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right. On the other side. Detroit Martin Luther King, 10-2, going against an undefeated DeWitt team, a team we have talked about a lot on yep. this program, and gave them their rightful due. They win 42-7 over Farmington. I don't know if this was the best Farmington team we've seen since the, uh, you know, I, I certainly liked, uh, what's his name, the the linebacker that was at Farmington. The Beast, the David beast, Reese. David Reese. Who's just Those tearing, teams, up, tearing I like, up the SEC right, right now. I like that team better. Uh, again, this game will be at Brighton High School. Uh, but I credit the the... Um, Farmington, the Falcons, for getting there. And they had to rebound yeah. after a really, really stumbling towards the end yeah. of the regular really season. Really good year. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And they, they, Longest they, they picked one. up the pieces yeah. and got focused in the playoffs, won that district, yes. and, and really this program is headed L in the right Longest direction. Longest run mm -hmm. since the beginning of the state champs era mm -hmm. in 2002. Okay. Uh, so, and again, um, DeWitt. Do it with defense. Yeah. Only, exactly. only what, 21, 21 points allowed yeah. in the playoff. Locked I mean, they're down. doing it with defense yeah. right now. The Panthers. Really but like you were just talking about, this is something else now. This is 
Meet meet Mr. Finn. Finn. Yeah. I mean, right. really, isn't that what this King is about? Right and Muskegon yeah. have been on a collision course since we Absolutely. heard yeah. that. Since we heard yes. that King was playing Division yes. Three, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it was almost a, um, you know, just a given in some ways. And I don't want to, you know, all due respect to the teams they're playing in the semis this uh, this week, but I, I almost. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm saying DeWitt or okay. Zealand East. Yeah, who, I you know, yeah, yeah. I'm you saying that I'm, I'm just kind of yes. expected yes. a couple of weeks ago that we would have a Muskegon King state championship game, a rematch of, I think it was week two. King woke up. It had been a while because they had a couple, you know, just kind of nail biters and uh, 54 points. Their offense is is back, if that's what we want to call it. Allen Park, not a... Not a bad team, uh, and again, Down River League was actually much improved this yeah. year. Uh, but they won emphatically, fifty-four to fifteen. They had six touchdowns. Yeah, accounted for six. Six, yeah. Sixth yeah. regional title in eight seasons mm-hmm. for Detroit Martin Luther King. Uh, Allen Park uh, finishes nine and three. They missed the playoffs last year, but again, another program that historically has been good. They've been in the state finals yeah. uh, several times, so at least twice. So, um, but again, yes. Now we've got King Dewitt. You're gonna call. You guys all calling King. I mean, I think the, the are you the, all calling King? King? I'm calling King, and I'm I'm calling out that the 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 difference in this game is gonna be the defense. Um, Daquan again, Daquan Finn's a given. I know what I'm gonna get from mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Um, the King defense, led by uh, a Buffalo commit Richie Miller at linebacker, who's really underrated, and then in that secondary, Marvin Grant, probably the best hardest-hitting safety we have in the senior class. Ahmad Gardner, a cornerback, is going to Cincinnati. Uh, I think you know that defense is going gonna, is gonna to be what uh, propels King into the state championship. You were kind of quiet over there. But I'm that, intrigued. That Are defense can give up no. points. No? Yeah. That defense can give up points, and I saw a cast tech run all over there. I'm going to it. I'm going to it in this game. I am picking to it. Not and this is nothing against King because I just saw them absolutely destroy yep. Allen Park on Friday in the, the bitter cold yep. and mud. So I know that their offense can certainly do yep. it and their defense is good, but DeWitt is is legit. legit. Oh it yeah, absolutely. And, and it's one and of those it's their teams. defense yeah. is what it is what is yep. their calling card. Yep. So if we get into a and, close game, right? Um, King's two toughest games have been. The River Rouge one where they only scored, that was the 8-7 eight, one? 8-7. Eight, yep. And the cast loss. Where they got teams. blown off the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they got blown off the ball and they couldn't move it on defense or they turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. And, and Daquan Finn could go off for six more touchdowns And I wouldn't be week. surprised at all yeah, if and that's did. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I, it's, it's one of those where it's almost a toss-up for me because De- DeWitt's defense has been so good this season. So... I might and go another, on that and, one. and another team that you okay. I mean, another team that is is trying to yeah, is trying to get there, is trying yep. to, to to cement themselves as a team that. And when you get to a state final, that's when you get your yep. respect. Yep. It's not yep. in the semifinals. Nope. Yep. It's in the state. Kings D is going to come up big. Okay, um, that's my prediction. And yeah, they're they're, they're going to uh, they're going to fly that uh, Crusaders right. so, flag all the way to so, so if you're going to call a score, you're going to say that they're going to win by probably at least two touchdowns. Um. I wouldn't be shocked if it's low score. I wouldn't okay. be shocked if it was a you know a twenty four uh, seventeen game. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if two touchdowns, but okay. I, I think that they're they're going to win this game going away. Okay. All right. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is uh, our final. Well, we'll say not final. We'll probably do a preview show next week. But <laughs> football forecast is back. We hadn't done one in a long time. 
appreciate you guys kind of slogging through this whole thing. Um, but again, we have high opinions on this stuff, and we like to talk about it, and it's fun to get in and engage that's the, debate. That's the great part it's of the, the podcast. It, absolutely. And this is the playoffs, and this is what we've been talking about all season long. So we want to talk about how well these teams are doing and celebrate all of them. And uh, again, congratulations to every team that will play this weekend. Uh, really is a magical time. There's really nothing like state semifinal Saturday. It's so crazy. Uh, we'll be here all day Saturday. Even though Michigan and Ohio State are going to be playing, we have to deal with it. And, well, that's next week. Next week. Yeah, never mind. That's a, the state finals. It's two I'm Saturdays always, I'm always no watching Ohio what. State, Michigan at yeah, Ford at Field. At Ford Field, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, again, it's a great weekend. And, again, for the volleyball teams, they're going to be competing in state championships. And the girl swimmers who are yeah. going to be competing in state championships, we will have cameras at all of it. And I do want to tell you that although this will be a football-centric television show, we will have special web championship shows for the volleyball state finals and for the swimming state finals that will go next week. So, uh, And they'll be really special and cool and if you watch the soccer one you'll know it'll be similar to that so um that's it guys thank you all so much for participating and we will see you guys out at the games